Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, everybody, you may have heard by now because we've announced this on social media, but on September 24th, we are doing a live show at Flappers in L.A. Technically Burbank, though, right, Paige? Yes. L.A. adjacent with better parking and good food. Apparently they have good food. Mikey's promised to eat pasta on stage or and wings. Or wings. Whatever, yeah, whatever you guys or want. Or wings. I want wings for sure. pasta covered wings. What about wing covered pasta? You know what? We can workshop this later. We'll figure it out. Okay. But please, I've never been out that west. I'm excited about it. You can buy tickets on Flapper's website uh, through their calendar uh, for the 24th in September. Or if you want to go the link directly through the link we'll be posting it on social media because it is flapperscomedy.com slash shows slash the dash horror dash version oh i saw the url as you were saying it and i already <laughs> yeah, exactly added i already added it to our link tree type service so if you go to any Perfect. of our social media and click on that link that you that we are allowed to have in our bio of social media you'll see live show tickets is the very first thing just click on that it'll take you right to it and we'll be periodically posting it on of social course. media so that you can catch it and see it. So watch all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. for links to buy tickets. There are a limited amount of tickets. This is slightly bigger than live shows we've done in the past, but we do still have a limited amount. So I would recommend buying them early yeah. and making plans. Also, it is at 5 p.m. on a Sunday. We did that so that if you had to drive from out of town, you might still have time to drive back in time for Monday the next day at work. Boom. So come see us September 24th at Flappers in L.A. It's going to be awesome. And yes, Mikey will be there. Yes. <laughs> the star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the episode. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Jay's Pack, Sex Caliber Bones a lot. James, Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Jennifer with the PH, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out Daily. Hold on, I need to move this pillow. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mikey, Beach Mikey getting relaxed for the recording. Oof. 
Yeah, I'm ready. I got my. Is that you your go. foot? I I do not want to see your feet. No. This whole recording. I vote against feet yeah. in the camera. And no, I don't like this at all. I'm feeling a deep rising, <laughs> and it's ready to go. I don't like. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> We're ready. No. Away. Stop making pinchy motions with your toes. Domestic violence. I don't like it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, can I just say Mikey made us watch? Yes. Yeah, yeah this you is well, Mikey that. and Rising. Jake. Really? <laughs> and Mikey, can I just say this? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, thank you. I woke up early to watch this. My mom was having coffee. Set a yeah. scene. In, this li- in the living room at the beach. And I said, I'm going to watch this movie. And she's like, okay. And then she sat down and watched it too. Did and your she mom goes, watch it with you? Yeah, of course oh, she did. I love that. <laughs> what, what were her thoughts? She's like, Treat Williams. It's so sad that he died. And I was like, oh. What? And then, yeah. Yeah, he had the, the motorcycle wreck a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, a few weeks ago. Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. a couple months ago. But other than that, sad part, this movie <laughs> is better than when I saw it in theaters in 1998. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I didn't see it then. So I don't feel like I can say it hel- it holds up, but I loved it today. It's so good. It's such a good movie. I Here's the thing. I'm not going to say it's a good movie. I will say it's a fun movie. Yes. Those are two different things. I would say that's better than most movies that we watch on either that's, of these podcasts. I, I, hey, again, the, not disagreeing, just saying you can't call it good. I love movies where ammunition is not even talked about or considered. It's infinity bullets. Don't need it. Mikey, they run onto that cruise ship with many Gatlin guns, and we only see them reload a flare gun. That's the That's only That's time the only they reload. Not a pistol. It's, not a- <laughs> it's my favorite. And they never manage to shoot each other, which seems impossible because they are firing like mcgruber i think it was a running joke at that point it had to be because then when he fires at the guy at the end and doesn't hit him i was like oh okay because for the whole rest of the movie except for those people in the vault that they just immediately murder and don't even ask questions about (laughs) i was like how are they not all riddled with bullets (laughs) like there's no way this movie's a classic i think it's got every that guy known from the 90s into one film yes 100 percent what I was most surprised about at a 2023 viewing is how well the practical effects held up. Only the practical ones. Yeah, I was, I was oh yeah, to say. no, not the CGI ones. <laughs> the CGI but if you've watched a modern so Marvel, I mean, they're the CGI is just as good as anything that Marvel and DC is putting out this year as well. <laughs> disagree. Hard <laughs> uh, disagree. Watch Secret Wars or The Flash. I'm not gonna watch Secret Wars. Exa- and the Flash ex- is DC, so you can't even compare it. It doesn't. It's it all looks bad right now. All CGI looks bad because they're just rushing it through. I mean that that's fair, but that's also why I didn't watch Secret <laughs> Secret whatever. And I and I Famik Johansson playing Catwoman. God damn it! When I saw that Famik Johansson was in this, I was like, how the fuck are we gonna do an episode where Mike so gets to say her name more Paige. than once? When she walked <laughs> on the screen, I was like, he's never gonna say it right, and I'm excited. Never. Here's what's even crazier. I'll burn a fun fact real early. Uh, Famke Jansen was not the original cast. Claire Forlani was originally cast in that role and shot two to three days of filming. And then she and the director, Stephen Summers, fought so much that she left the project and they brought Famke Jansen in 
literally a week into shooting and just like gave her the role. So like we almost had a more pronounceable version of this movie, but then we wouldn't have had Famke Jansen, who is amazing. Oh, she's perfect for this movie, I think. I'm like, Bond girl to this? Yes, this makes sense yes. to me. I yeah. think the jokes are still funny. Yes. It's still super fun. Yeah, oh, yes. This movie's hilarious. <laughs> I agree. Like, it's trying to be. I mean, it's everything you want in a film. Here's what's weird to me. It is trying to be. Treat William's character more than anything is written funny the entire time. What's the, oh, what is his catchphrase? Now what? Yeah. <laughs> now what? <laughs> Hilarious. They should have just called this movie that because that's how they I felt watching it. They should have called this movie it. Now What? My favorite <laughs> runner from the film is everyone hating the comic relief character for no reason and then him being like, why do you hate me so much? And I'm like, God, everybody hates him. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was wild to see him in this because like a couple weeks ago, he made some wild comment about the strikes and people like turned on him. And oh, because he's guy? also, yes, because he's also uh, Kevin J. O'Connor, who plays Benny in The Mummy. There was like a million and a half posts of like Benny it looks like you're on the wrong side of history <laughs> with the the thing of him being like the wrong side of the river yeah like oh. yes a million and a half it was wild and I think eventually he was like that's not what I meant I was taken out of context or whatever because it went away really fast uh, but yeah it was wild to see him in this and remember that he is a, uh, a white actor who has played many different nationalities <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 But he's a really, I was shocked he lived to the end of this movie. I wasn't. When I saw him dog paddling <laughs> on a goddamn surfboard, <laughs> I stood up. I was like, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> we are watching the film, and my mom is like, wouldn't it be just great if he just swam up? And it happened. And she's like, I'm so I glad. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if he interrupted them about to have the worst beach sex ever uh, and then just ruined it? And he fully. Just I mean, them kissing was already outrageous enough where we yes. were like clapping in my living room because it was like my one of my college roommates and his wife, my mom and me <laughs> watching oh this God. film. Yes. <laughs> Can I read you the last three notes I wrote about this movie? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I fucking love this movie so fucking much. <laughs> this movie's perfect. Joey on a surfboard. I could cry. <laughs> How badly do you want an on-land sequel to so this movie? So Paige, I cried when I saw what the box office did because I oh, knew yeah, this we movie. were never oh, going to get yeah. like, I don't know, island rising or whatever. <laughs> Volcano rising. Volcano rising, yes, Paige. Volcano rising. I got your first 30 pages right here. This yeah, should have been oh, the prequel yeah. to King Kong. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. Because here's the thing. Like I said, this movie is not good, but it is fun. And it yes. is very fun. But the parts of it that just to like pick and critique a little bit where they could have maybe saved some money. Uh, this movie, the first act of this movie, because we get 40 minutes in before anything really happens, by the way. The it's, first 40 minutes are like a heist movie. Yeah, they're traveling on boats towards each other. You need to you need that for a character building. But then there's way too many characters. There should be half as many characters in this movie because we don't learn any of their fucking names. And then later in the movie, the guy's like, no, T-Ray! And I was like, oh, apparently that guy's name was T-Ray. I should write that down. <laughs> like, that, that's how bad it was. But then on top of that, so you got too many characters. 
all of these moving pieces. And the plot is so confusing and complex until you get to act two that I'm like, who wrote the? Who smashed four scripts together yeah, to make? Because I you didn't got think it was the, that the complex. Heist, you got the heist group, but then you've also got the boat people that they're renting the boat from, right? They're at odds. They have their thing. Mm-hmm. You've got the ship. You've got Fumka Jansen who's robbing people on the ship. You've got the guy who owns the ship, who we will find out was actively trying to sink it for insurance money but then you've also got creatures from the deep it's too much okay Paige it wasn't too complicated it did feel like it was a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat yes yes what are you talking about they had to introduce so much diversity in the characters and then true 90s style kill all of them off yes (laughs) leaving only the white people uh yes Uh not even the italian lived well he did he he paddled up on a surfboard at the end no i meant like the captain like the true italiano oh yeah that guy no he he definitely died uh (laughs) yeah he got ripped in half from his leg like (laughs) splits he gets splits because he gets he gets pulled through the floor right yeah 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 like the end of violent night (laughs) so the, the big debate in our group while we watched the film was was that girl from the beginning really his girlfriend? I think so. I Because of how they treat her death at the end. I think they were. Do you mean like Joey's girlfriend? Yeah. I don't think Joey could have connected oh, on that. Yeah, I had to remember that this is a movie. Well, <laughs> I, just, I think they were close crew, but I don't think that they were boyfriend-girlfriend, you know? Because also Joey's not incredibly shaken up at, throughout the whole film about that. He's super sad at the end because he doesn't know she dies yeah, until the very, until very, right very end. end. After he's already seen like 12 people get blood misted mm. by a snake with a spider on it. And so like <laughs> he he's seen so much shit that when it's like, yeah, it turns out she died too. He's kind of like, yeah, I guess that yeah. makes sense. Fuck. And, okay. and I'm probably next. Fuck. What do I even do? Yeah. Well, you know? I just thought maybe he should have mentioned it again when he made it to the safe. Fire. I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't think they were really together. I'll let the listeners decide. Uh, okay, I was. I thought I they mean, were it together. Doesn't matter. She's dead. Yeah, she. They're definitely not together I now. Know, yeah. She never mentions him in her scenes. No, she does. She does because she actually they have a conversation early on, and she kisses him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're together. Yeah. I do feel like this movie's script is unacceptable unless you add Duke <laughs> Nukem presents at the beginning of it. <laughs> Because that's what Treat Williams' dialogue feels like to me. 100. This is the best video game movie not based on a video game that's yes. ever been produced. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. yes. But honestly, would have played this video game. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I do think, though, you could cut 20 to 30 minutes out of this movie. No, you can't do that. Because after the 40-minute mark, which, by the way, you should cut it from the beginning and just cut one of those plot lines out uh, from the beginning of the movie... Like from that 40 minute mark, once they hit the boat, it is literally every five minutes they see a a tentacle, a sexy tentacle with teeth. They fire at it. They run. (laughs) She always says sexy about tentacles. I'm just saying. Uh, If you were looking for evidence that 
Paige is in the tentacles. <laughs> Paige wouldn't cut that. That's not the uh, plot she would cut. Oh, no. No, I'd, I'd cut as many of those tentacles as possible because they look terrible. But, like, they see a tentacle, they fire at it, they run. They see a tentacle, they fire at it, they run for 50 minutes. Yes. Straight. No notes. It's the perfect movie, Paige. Like, yeah, I, I, I just don't know what she's talking yeah. about. These words are like the waves. They just go over my head, they crash. <laughs> Beach Mikey they evaporate, full effect, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Here, here's the thing it is it is fun but after a while when you don't know anyone's name and they keep just getting blood misted i'm like i love watching this don't get me wrong but that's their job that's yeah. why they're there one of them's name was simon i remember him yelling it one time <laughs> which one was simon i don't know anybody's don't names care. by the way i don't, I don't they, want they, to know we don't names. know i'm a face person i'm not a hundred percent sure what treat williams's name was in this movie it was oh hey it's treat williams like it's, it doesn't that's matter what it's just yes. Yeah, I do want to say this: the half-digested dude when they like shoot him out of the stomach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Billy, it's Billy. I was like, which oh, one yeah. is Billy? <laughs> that shit was gross. Terrifying. I liked it. That effect held up too. Surprisingly, it did, man. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, well, that's because it's a practical effect. Like him falling out and like the belly ripping open doesn't look awesome, but like the practical effect looks amazing. I was really into it. I was in a good mood when I watched it. I was in a better mood when I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the hallmarks of a great movie, Mikey. <laughs> that's fair. And Treat Williams, he is the best sea dude champion driver that there ever has been. When he was like, oh shit, that's a big ramp. I got to build up some speed. Better drive this sea dude down the hallway. And then he leaves the room. I was like, yes. Insanity. I wanted a Universal Studios ride, like a water ride that is the last 10 minutes of this movie. Yes. Just like you and you and uh, somebody on a sea dude just blowing through hallways while a giant tentacle thing chases you. Here for it. It honestly looked like a show you'd go see at like a SeaWorld type place. Like <laughs> them flying out the ramp and like landing in the water as the ship explodes. Universal Studios has, I don't know if there's rumors that they might be closing it, but for a long time they have had the Waterworld show, which yeah. is based on Kevin Costner's Waterworld. I've been to that one. It's time for an update, baby. It's basically all jet skis through flames, just like over and over, just it's fucking rad. Hell yeah. But I like Waterworld. Same. That it's a, it's again not a good movie, but a fun movie. It's a fun movie. I was so touched that you wanted to share this movie with us, Mikey. <laughs> Like, it is such a special movie. I mean, I knew, I was like, man, I loved this film when I was, like, a teenager. And then when I rented it on Amazon and there was, like, 4,000 reviews and they were all, like, five, th five stars, I was like, it's going to hold up. <laughs> and it did. Jake had been begging us to do, any time that we were talking about doing Underwater Month, he'd be like, you got to do Deep Rising. And then when Treat Williams died, he was like, you got to do Deep Rising. Like, now that it, you have to. And I was like okay, we'll get to it. And then we did it. And I was like, do you want to stay up and watch it with me? He's like, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I don't know that I'd be able to say no if anyone was like, hey, you want to come over and watch Deep Rising? I'd be like, <laughs> you want to come watch Deep Rising? I do, though. This is the only time I have not bought a movie and, and had like regretted that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I wish I would have bought it. And had it been like a dollar more to buy it, I would have. But it was like from $3 to rent it to like $15. $20. Yeah, it was $20. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 20 bucks. I was like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, told, I told everybody in the room, I was like, oh, usually they're only like $6 to buy yeah. and $4 to rent. So I usually just buy them. Nah, man. 
Amazon knows what they've got, and they're like, it's going to be expensive. I asked Jake if he goods. wanted me to buy it. He's like, I want a physical copy. Hell yeah. Own that media. Of course, <laughs> me, it's kind of like my Anne Frank, Helen Carroll thing where I mix this and ghost ship up a lot. Oh, that makes sense. Because I'm like, oh, they're scavengers. And I was like, no. I kept saying Deep Impact. Oh, and Deep Jake in- was no. like, that's a completely different Wait, movie. <laughs> do you confuse Helen Keller? And I almost said Anne Boleyn. So who the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I personally don't, but many people do. Okay. Many people do. It's a real thing. It's because Helen Keller's uh, helper, I guess I'll call her that, Anne Sullivan is also named Anne. And I think that's where people get confused. Mm, yeah, that's why I do it. And sure. Sullivan. Yeah, it's not that you just like don't care. <laughs> anyway, I was like, I'm pretty sure Juliana Margulies is in this, and I was like, no, that's ghost ship. Then I was like, I'm, I think they're gonna scavenge the, like they're gonna like scrap this ship. Or I'm like, no, that's also ghost ship. Wait, have you guys not done ghost ship? We've done yeah, ghost we ship. Have. I think you were on that episode too. I was not on that episode. She was not. It was towards the end, but uh, Ghost Ship's not as good as Deep Rising. Don't worry about it. That is true. I've seen Ghost Ship. I find the concept of Ghost Ships very scary. So I do, when they get to the part where you see where all the passengers went, I was like, oh God, yikes. So <laughs> like, ooh, creepy. So I was here for this. Yeah, it was creepy, man. So was this the first time you had seen it, Paige? This is my first time, yeah. Mikey, what about yours? I've seen this many times. What was your first time like? Oh, in theaters? It was fantastic. <laughs> I bet this was amazing. (laughs) Was everyone cheering? (laughs) My friends were all five people in the film and the screen in the theater, (laughs) all of which were my friends. Oh, you were on a date? No, it was just guys. (laughs) Just like, fuck yes. Yeah. I was like, this is the best. People, why don't people, this movie's going to make tons of money. Woo. Yeah, Mikey and Tim. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that because honestly, it broke my heart when I saw how much money it made. I can't wait to find out the production costs because like watching it today, I was like, this looks expensive. It was not only, I'll burn another fun fact, it took a year, over a year in post-production. Just that time alone is expensive. <laughs> Well, like they had a lot of like sets and stuff and like practical stunts and yeah. So to to burn a further fun fact, they Do filmed it. most of this movie without clear plans for how the CGI would work because the CGI no is still yeah the CGI <laughs> is still very new at the time and like when we film shit now like people are doing mocap they're like okay here's where this is gonna be and we've planned this out so we're shooting this with that in mind that was not the case so they like shot this whole movie and then it sat in post production for a year plus while they were like I don't know could we fit more tentacles here <laughs> like just, what does the creature even look like I I don't know. And also, is it one creature or is it many creatures? It's one creature. It's all tentacles connected to the big face. It's multiple. It is multiple. See, I thought it was what Mikey said. I think it's one. It's multiple. I I know they say that in the film, and that's like the vibe that they're saying. I think it's just one giant octopus You never see two in the same room together, is all I'm saying. Yeah, not only do you never see two, well, you do see two in a couple places, but more, the the reason I'm going to say multiple is because it's on two different boats at the same time. I mean, it could be big as shit. No, I think it's just that big ass octopus hanging out in the cruise, because it's like five stories tall. But they shoot that one, and it's like dying, and there's still tentacles. Like around And they do say They're infested with them We need to reference The the wiki We need to reference The I'll, Wikipedia right. to that I, I need to know this answer Before I sleep tonight 
I believe it's one creature, but I am open to think that are the little ones dragging stuff back to the big one. I I don't know. Okay. Who knows? Wow. All right. Uh, so it has a name, Octolus. Um, <laughs> okay. Octolus. This is already worth it. This is already worth the research time. <laughs> is the main antagonist uh, a huge sea creature of unknown origin? Is, this, is it the cruise ship owner is like the other antagonist? I yeah, I guess. Okay. It says one, which yes, that's what which I thought. makes no fucking sense but sure that's why all the passengers were in the hold with it it was yeah. dragging them all back to his the to the main face or whatever yeah yep. i mean that lives outside the bounds of what i will call logic but so does the rest of this movie so octolus would it be cool though if your fingers had tiny mouths and just you just put your hand by a plate and it ate everything my dad asked me this question one time <laughs> as a child that can't be true no i'm dead serious and his joke was that like and then when you sneeze it would be like and do do like a little act out with his fingers your dad is adorable but no i don't want that i don't want to taste everything i touch that sounds terrible no yeah exactly that's the main reason i don't want my like fingers to have taste buds i have my hand draped in the toilet and i'm like oh i drank too much no oh god ew but my hand's just in the toilet my body's like you know i'm doing other stuff i'm showering I'm like, you don't have to puke out of your mouth? That sounds awesome. Oh, I thought you meant you were drinking the water Drinking in the, the fucking piss in the toilet. No, like you th- drank too much and you threw up. You just hold your I hand. I think throwing up feels bad no matter where it comes from. I would like to not taste it though. Yeah. Oh, you have to have taste buds if you're going to eat out of your hands. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to it's gonna be just as bad. It's just your hand instead. Do you think you have like five different tongues or are you just... I don't want this, Mikey. <laughs> I don't want it at all. I have a legit question. All right. The shotgun treat Williams uses to shoot Oculus in the eye. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Had, he, had we seen that like ever before in the movie? Yeah, it's on his captain's chair first scene. Yes. And then he when he goes back to the boat, he gets it. I just never saw it in the holster he pulls it out of. Oh no, he, he shoots he it at up. the mercenaries in the beginning, and it's not a shotgun. It's got like metal rods or something that it shoots. Yeah, that's a spear gun. Yeah. What he shot at the Oculus thing was a shotgun, right? No, it was that same spear gun. Okay. When Oculus picked up Treat Williams and the way it picked him up. Like you couldn't see in his one shot, you couldn't see the monster at all. It was just mm-hmm. him like being yep. probably standing on a crane, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to a wide shot where you see him just like dangling there. I, I laughed out loud. Like it just too. looked so amazing. And I was like, oh, they eat all the other ones really fast. But he wants to look at Treat Williams because he's like <laughs> the perfect man before he eats him. <laughs> he's like, how does a man this age have this hairline hello oh yes oh his hair is perfect he is so handsome let me get a good look at this guy and then he gets shot in the eye for wanting to take a peep at the treat you know what i'm saying yep little treats for your eyes octolus (laughs) is it octolus octolus like octopus but octolus octolus well you guys want to go through this movie scene by scene yes so Far below the South China Sea lies an underwater mountain range with canyons deep enough to hide the Himalayas, deeper than any man or machine has ever explored. Throughout the centuries, countless vessels have vanished into these waters without a trace, and their disappearance has remained a mystery. <laughs> well, it's an ocean, so I felt, I felt that this text was unnecessary. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I was like, you didn't need to tell me any of this. Yeah, bro, I get that the ocean is deep. Sometimes ships sink there. Yeah, they expect a character to, like, in the middle of the ship sinking, be like, not the South China Sea! Like, <laughs> why? It's not like someone ever in the movie goes, ah, the South China Sea, the most dangerous of seas. Of Octolus. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, it's like, it's like a weird... That yeah. would make more sense, Mikey. Like, if you said this is in the Bermuda Triangle, I'd be like, of fucking course, there's an evil octopus. Like, the Atlantic Ocean. Many ships have disappeared here in the Atlantic yeah. Ocean. That makes... So much more sense from like, well, yes. I, and maybe it's just because we're closer to Bermuda. Maybe the South China sure. Sea has those kind of myths too. Well, and then we could have had Amelia Earhart pass on a jet ski <laughs> and just be like, this way. Thanks, Amelia Earhart. Because she supposedly died in the Bermuda Triangle. We don't know how she passed. Paige, I honestly have no notes for your rewrite. Like, that would make Thank as you. much sense in this movie as Treat Williams the rest surviving. Of the movie. Who do you think yeah. was on that <laughs> island? Amelia Earhart. <laughs> That was her trying to take off through those trees. <laughs> I, I was going to say Roctolus. <laughs> Paige, how dare you spoil my fan written sequel to this movie, Roculus Rises. Deep rising Ragnaroctolus. <laughs> we haven't got him to commit yet, but, uh, you know, we're calling Dwayne Johnson for this. Oh, I, I had the Ouija board out to call Treat Williams, but okay, sure. Um, now, who else would play Roculus? Come on. Sylvester Stallone. Hell yeah. Yes. I'm not a big The Rock fan, man. I just don't like him. I like him, but it, it depends on the role. I We don't have an action movie podcast, so we can't do the skyscraper one where he has a fake leg that he uses as a weapon. But like, <laughs> oh man, would I like to. What was that sentence? That movie is bonkers, <laughs> but also, yes, I saw that film and it is also. Is it called Skyscraper? I have to watch this. Yes, I think it's called Skyscraper, yeah. His family's in that skyscraper and it's burning down. He's got to go back. So he goes back on a crane. It's die hard with a mobility aid. 100%. Nice. Okay. But he's like like using his leg to like beat the shit out of people and stuff. Well, that's There awesome. we go. For the credits of this movie, we get creature vision, which is just like through the water and and then a bat wing yeah i thought that was actually pretty creepy like the this extreme fisheye lens was sort of creepy mm -hmm. down in the ocean deep yeah under the sea which i'm sure was just like six feet deep in a dark tank on the paramount back lot but you know it was creepy yeah or <laughs> miniatures however they did it i don't know yeah, it's probably miniatures yeah uh, but we we cut to a boat cutting through the ocean it's a very fast boat uh it's not like a tiny speed but it's like a medium size attack boat it looks like thunder in paradise let's talk about Fuck, it i'm ready like for it Adi said that <laughs> same thing and natalie was like what are you talking about i have no idea what you're talking about hulk hogan's films thunder <laughs> i have not. thunder in paradise is not. like do you remember that show airwolf where that they had that stealth attack helicopter that they went around no. and mikey this will not shock you but yes i do <laughs> <laughs> thunder in paradise is like airwolf but on the ocean it hulk hogan owns a stealth boat and they okay. get into adventures every week it's a okay. tv show it got a whole season. Like the A-Team, but with a boat? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's movies and a show. It was like three movies and a show. Yeah. What the fuck? 
movies. Anyway. Yes. We are about to start oh, no. a action movie podcast called <laughs> Podcast in Paradise. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so they're in Hulk Hogan's boat. Uh, and Treat <laughs> Williams is driving the boat in a gamer chair, which was fun. But the inside of the boat is a World War II submarine. It 1,000% is, yes. Yes. Uh, and he's like <laughs> driving the ship at breakneck speeds while playing solitaire. He's Han Solo of the seas, Paige. <laughs> he, he is Han <laughs> Solo shit. of the seas. <laughs> yes. He is absolutely Han Solo of the seas. And Benny from The Mummy is Chewy. That's 100% true. <laughs> this is Chewy with less hair. No notes. Yeah. So I'm going to call him Benny the whole movie. I know that's not his name. Joey? Joey. Joey's his name, but you can call him Benny if you want. Benny on the ship. Uh, Hell yeah. Joey's girlfriend, whose name I also don't remember. Allegedly. Officially. <laughs> yeah. They're Facebook official. They How dare you? Facebook official. Uh, by the know, way, man. her name was... Layla. Layla. Hell yeah. Anyway, Joey's dating out of his league by like at least a magnitude of three. Well, there's only three of them on the ship, so she only had two choices. And yes, she made the wrong one, but she made her choice. <laughs> yes. I mean, listen, if you got a Joey or a treat, you always treat yourself. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, have yourself a little treat as a treat. <laughs> he was a handsome man. Like, I get it, ladies. I'm not disagreeing. I am ag I aggressively, if I have those choices. Look at how much... Mikey is blushing right now. You can tell he's <laughs> super into thinking he's handsome. I mean, I do think he's handsome. I really do. <laughs> See, he's blushing. I told you, Paige. His whole body. Uh, anyway. <laughs> or is that a sunburn? Wait till yeah, we yeah, record yeah. Tuesday. I won't even be here. I'll just be. <laughs> You'll just be like a stick of jerky. <laughs> no, he'll just have like molted like a snake and just it'll be a skin that used to be Mikey. Anyway. <laughs> They're on a deadline. She's trying to get the windshield fixed. Uh, and in walks the leader of the resistance of the mercenaries that are on the ship. That it's like, hey, are we on schedule? And he's like, yeah, we're here in the middle of nowhere. And then we're going to be there. Also in the middle of nowhere. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, it's very clear that like Treat Williams, Joey, and Layla are not involved with the mercenary group. Yeah. They're a charter boat. Yeah. they're But they are a very unethical, maybe, charter boat. But, yeah, if the cash is there, we do not care. Yeah, yes. that, that is their motto, right? So, like, that's the vibe. Right. Everyone knows that something illegal is happening. Treat Williams and his crew doesn't know how severely illegal it is, but... Right. Yeah. yeah. And also, don't necessarily have guns, and then you're taking mercenaries somewhere. So, really, the mercenaries are in complete control because they have all the guns. Yeah. But they don't know how to drive a boat. It's a partnership. Yeah, there you go. And it's so he, the mercenary guy leaves to go talk to the other mercenaries. And Treat Williams is like, I don't care where we're going, but where the hell are we going? And you're just like, da-da! Suspense. It, like 100% is a video game. Like that is a stinger beat before it changes to something else. And you're like, oh, <laughs> now I have to play yeah. as this character now. <laughs> Yeah. Cut to luxury cruise liner. <laughs> exactly. Which it reminded me of the inside of this cruise liner is like the rush hour films where it's a lot of things that are just vaguely Asian and red and sparkly. My favorite part of this scene is that there's literally like 50 
people playing Asian style drums. Yes. But the the soundtrack is just jazz music. It's just jazz music. But then they also have Tahitian dancers. Yeah. It's all over the place. And I it's love that about it. It's like <laughs> Japanese Kodo drums, yes. jazz music, and then like dancers. Tahitian dancers. Yeah. Like luck charms and then like a Chinese <laughs> dragon puppet. Like yeah, yeah. everything. No wonder that this cruise line wasn't going to make any money. That's all I'm saying. They got to get it together. Get your themes together. Yeah. But uh, the guy who owns the boat, an eccentric bazillionaire, uh, he introduces it as the maiden voyage of the Argonautica. And I was like, why on earth would you call your boat the Argonautica? Because first of all, you're clearly naming it after the Argo, which is the boat in the Odyssey. Uh, and that boat don't survive of course not argo and then nautica meaning on like on water and yeah. i was like so boat on water what the fuck <laughs> like come up with something better well he's not a good businessman he is just gonna blow it up <laughs> it just reminded me of uh when we were on our cruise in december uh it was the boat was spelled imagery and and they everyone on like the crew everybody was like the imagery too and we were like that's not how i don't what welcome to the imagery too all right anyway okay the hang, Argonautica. On. hang on no i have nine questions about what you just said all right do you think they were playing a joke on all of the passengers by just like gaslighting no. you and saying yes. it wrong every time i do because i love that level of prank <laughs> I dedication would, i would love that no i think that it's one of two things. Either it's a word that is just pronounced differently culture to culture. It has to be that. Like, right? Right. Yeah. Or it's the it's an American-based company who named the boat, but none of the crew is American. And so they're just saying it where they're like, this is how we would say it. So it's this. And no one corrects them because... Everyone it's the captain is who said it that way. It's his fucking boat. Well, the cruise director's <laughs> job really is to get that stuff together. And the cruise director was not American, so like, ev ev or English. So like, it's just the imagery. And he was a cool ass dude, so no one's gonna be like, I think it's imagery. And he's, you're just like, nope, it's the imagery. <laughs> I love it though. But That's it bugged great. us the whole time. We, by the end of the boat, we were like, imagining, imagery. Yeah. Anyway, so as we cut through the casino, we see Famke Jensen. Uh, who steals a guy's wallet and takes his key card. And it is the actual captain, the one who's actually driving the boat. Yeah. He calls the other guy captain, but that guy's not really the captain. He's just the eccentric he's the owner. boat CEO. The money. Yes. By the way, he says the boat cost, I think it was $456 million. It's $487.6 million, yeah. which I actually, I have some weird ship hits the fan knowledge on, on this. Uh, oh, no shit. Just to adjust for inflation, that would be $914.4 million today. Yeah. Like that's almost a billion dollar boat. Most of them are like that, I think. A lot of them are like that. Do you want me to spoil it now oh, or yeah. later? Yeah, can we get some cruise ship facts? Yeah, let's do it. So cruise ships are not only wildly expensive to build, they're incredibly expensive to maintain, and there are very specific laws around where they can do things like dump waste or have electricity or route through waters. And you have to adhere to those or else you cannot run your cruise ship. Or else the octagon comes and gets you. Not the <laughs> yeah, octagon. Yeah, yeah. It's not the octagon, Mikey. It's the octagon. You, I mean, octagon safety is a big risk. So <laughs> case in point, in 2020, 
if you want to listen to a lot more about this, there's a ship hits the fan uh, episode about it called the crypto ship, I believe. Uh, but a group of crypto bros decided that they wanted to be air quotes seasteaders, and they wanted to I create love everything about everything <laughs> you're saying right now. They, they... Hubris is my favorite. They wanted to create a crypto based anarchist sea is. colony on a cruise ship. There it is. Archipoco. And Archipoco, but on the water. Yeah. And now here's the funny part. Some of them had already built seasteading environments. So like one of them had built these like apartments that sit above the water off the coast of Thailand without asking Thailand about it. And so Thailand found it and was like, nuke it from orbit. Uh, so this was their second Love it. seasteading venture. Uh, and they were like it'll be perfect they sold births like they sold cabins because it's essentially just a scam to scam it's stupid a full people scam yeah. full scam and they were like we're gonna park it off the coast of south america of course uh panama specifically we're gonna use their electricity we're gonna use their internet we're gonna dump our waste there and panama was like hold on of course yeah you said you were gonna operate a cruise line not park a vessel here permanently which would technically make it like an apartment building, like that's a, a different boat. thing, yeah. like a houseboat. And so they couldn't get the regulations to work. So it ran out of money before it even got to Panama. <laughs> it's like halfway across the ocean. And then they had to sell the cruise ship again. <laughs> it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of. I love that so much. But what what I learned from it is that cruise liners are incredibly expensive to operate. Uh, and you really have to play a long game because the upfront cost is so big. You have to be able to run it for like 20 to 40 years, which is why Ugh. cruises are so expensive. But like that's how it works. And so cruise liners will get sold from cruise line to cruise line to cruise line. So even really fancy new boats, sometimes you're actually on a boat that's 20 or 30 years old that's been redone two or three times to defray these costs. Crazy. And TED Talk. <laughs> you're welcome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. That's great. Yeah. Also, sinking ships is now one of my biggest nightmares. Didn't used to be. <laughs> Too much research. Occupational hazard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Occupational hazard? But we cut back to Hulk Hogan's boat. Uh, the tiny boat. <laughs> Thunder of paradise, paradise, baby. Thunder yeah. down under the boat because we're down inside the boat with the mercenaries, <laughs> which is again a who's who of British that guys. It is that like you you've seen all of these people in a million things. Uh, one is Kano from the Mortal Kombat film. Yes, true. One is the guy who played Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Desmond becomes really famous. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people become famous because there's also that guy uh, i want to get his name right because he's been in a million things cliff curtis who has been in a million things including like oh yeah half the yeah like so many things yeah i remember him he's the guy who was like just overly verbose like he was like hey guys i swear i'm i swear i'm straight i swear i'm straight I, i'm gonna have sex with a woman in every city or whatever he said oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. he's in hobbs and shaw as the rock's brother yeah. Every nautical horror movie has that one character whose whole personality is women, having sex with women. Yeah, I yes. mean, it was Marv last week on our Leviathan uh -huh. episode. Yes. <laughs> and now it's this guy this week. Well, and you've got Wes Studi as Hanover, who's the leader of the mercenaries, who's been in um, everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a bad guy in every movie around this time. 
Then yes. Michael Caine was that guy at Jaws of Revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it's like it's a who's who of people you have absolutely seen before and will definitely see again. Uh, <laughs> one of them is barfing a lot. They debate as to whether or not Australia is a country, just like that girl on the first season oh, of man, Too Hot I to of Handle. That, yeah, because <laughs> they were like, well, it's like a peninsula. No, it's a continent. No, it's an island or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Whatever. Uh, anyway, they're they're messing with the guy, trying to get him to barf more. It's really gross. Meanwhile, it is Joey gross. goes. I hate yeah that stuff. Like because it makes me gag. Yeah, Joey goes into the cargo hold and literally like crowbars open what looks like coffins, but it turns out they are missiles. <laughs> yeah, or they're actually torpedoes, which are just like sea missiles. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong, Mikey? How dare it's, you laugh? They're underwater at that? missiles. They man. are He's underwater got it right. missiles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. If fucking, if fucking. In my notes, I'm like nukes. They're not nukes. They're, They're not, just no. missiles. They're not nukes. Uh, although, would have been way more interesting. Uh, <laughs> could finally get rid of Octolus once and for all. Just, I, I actually do think this Octolus dies in this movie. But I also think there are probably a bunch more down. But if you cut one down, two takes its place. Exactly. Hail Hydra. An an Octolus power vacuum that, like, you know, can only get filled by an even more aggressive Octolus. Or Octolus Prime. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Octolus, swim out. Yes. Anyway. Uh, he he's playing with missiles, which you shouldn't do. Uh, and who should walk up behind him? Torpedoes, but, uh, but you know yeah, it is what you it is. should. He's yeah, safe. It's an underwater, underwater missile. I, you can say missile. I mean, I do not care. But like, well, no, it's got a propeller. A missile has propellant, what? like a no. jet. It like has a jet engine on the back of a missile, and on these, it's like a big fan. Yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. We can't. Uh, like, I had to do so much fucking research on fucking torpedoes. <laughs> like, they are technically missiles. I mean, I don't. I don't I don't care. I really don't. Like I want to call them torpedoes because I can see Mikey's toes right it's, now. I still really hate that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he he touches one for a second, I thought he had armed it, but he he doesn't. But he turns around and who's there but Yaiman Hansu, the the most terrifying mercenary of all films from like 1990 to 2005. Um, <laughs> always. He had a good run. Great actor. Fantastic actor. Yeah. They just always just typecast as hell. Anyway, they basically try to kick him to death in the hold with all the other mercenaries. It's it's rough. Well, I mean, he was snooping on their shit. Yeah, he's bullying. That's not a reason to kick somebody to oh, death. Oh, I know, but they're mercenaries. <laughs> Like that's what I would expect if I was snooping on their sure. shit. You snoop around my stuff. I'm gonna kick you to death. <laughs> that's <laughs> not a good uh, reaction. That I would is say. a very older brother stance, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. If a cockroach be snooping around my house or a spider, I'm gonna kill it too. That's true. That's true. I and I it is usually with a foot. So you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Treat Williams comes back. <laughs> Treat Williams is like, hey, if you kill him, he's my engine guy. I might not be able to get you there. So, like, fuck off. Yeah. But he, like, I mean, it gets really tense. And it's like yeah, a, a standoff. Mikey, in this moment, this little standoff moment where he's got his spear gun. Yeah. And everyone's got the guns drawn on each other. I, I knew in this moment I was going to love this movie. That is the first time in my notes I wrote, thank you, Mikey. It's just, <laughs> it is just like like an 80s action movie, but like cheesier, which is hard to do. And I loved it. Yeah. It still works, though. It does still work. It holds up. So they get Joey back to like the bridge of the ship, basically. Yes. And now the groups are kind of separate. 
because it's tense. Yeah, but you got Treat Williams, Joey, and Layla, his girlfriend, Mikey. Right. Uh, and Layla is like stitching him up, right? And this is yes. This is where it's revealed that they actually are dating. I think because this is where they kiss. Yes, they kiss a few times here. Yeah, yeah. I thought mm-hmm. so. But yeah, and then the mercenaries are like in the basement of the tank boat. The hold. I don't know. In the, the cargo hold. Yeah. hold. Yeah. And they do arm those torpedoes at that point yes yeah which i think joey whispers that in treat's ear as he walks up there yes as he gets they they armed all of them yeah Yeah. now we cut back to the big boat famka jansen takes the key card she stole she gets into a room and into a vault and she's about to rob the vault but as she turns around who's there Everybody. Well, the owner, and then I think the actual captain, right? Yes. Yeah, the yeah. guy she mm-hmm. stole the wallet from. But mm-hmm. he, the owner, just fucking slaps her across the face. Oh yeah, dude! I love this scene because she opens the the vault with the key card, right? But it's like there's also other vaults in there. It's like safety deposit yeah. boxes, and then she just like eeny meeny miny mows and like very easily opens a safety deposit yes. box like it was nothing. Oh oh, and it, it had like the. The three number keypad slider thing where you have to like, yeah, and she just, and she she just, just like opened knew it. the code. I was like, is she psychic? I I, I don't know. I love that aspect She's of it. She's Catwoman, man. Well, and she didn't seem to be going for that specific thing exactly. either. She was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, she like casually picked that one and knew the numbered combination behind that yes. safety deposit box lock she picked. I was like, I love this. This is amazing. Yeah, but anyway, we find out that she is wanted in four different countries. She is a known thief. And yeah. they throw her in the pantry because the brig is not finished uh and i do love that she just pops some champagne and eats a flat of what looks like sushi yeah just like she's having a grand old time yeah best jail ever <laughs> yeah amazing it's like sweden jail and also being in here saves her life <laughs> so, it does yeah yeah we cut to the navigation uh area of the ship where apparently this ship is run by three CD-ROMs and they change all three and break the old ones. Windows 98 is on board this ship and it's everywhere. And it was breaking new technology at the time. This movie came out in 98, Mikey. The technology in this movie is a fantastic and I love it. When they walked in and we were just following the suitcase and like the hands so it doesn't reveal who did it or whatever mm-hmm. and we see the suitcase get set down and he opens it and it's like they're putting on a show with this suitcase and it yes. opens and it's just three CDs. I was like <laughs> in foam. I know. I was like what is this half of Fellowship of the Rings on audiobook? Like what are we doing? No, no. Three CDs for Windows 98? That is civilization video game right there you gotta have three <laughs> cds install it it's like are you trying to play final fantasy 7 on this machine what are we doing <laughs> yeah, right now I, I had to install final draft suite or final cut suite in 2004 oh, and it was like shit. 20 yeah. discs yeah i was about to so, say yeah it was <laughs> like yeah the whole three disc thing i was like oh it was just so funny to me because like now all of that data that you could fit on three cds you could fit on like a thumb drive that's like so small so it was just really funny like the stamp that that puts this in time i just like that he has to destroy the old cds because he doesn't want anybody (laughs) fixing the computer i wanted one of them to be one of those free aol cds oh Paige, that would have been so fucking funny 
I had AOL at the time of this film coming out. I did too, Mikey. Yeah, for sure. This was like deep in the like ASL days, like learning how to flirt online. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not mind telling you guys that I was real bad at it. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you could only talk to one person at a time You couldn't get like a whole group going Until chat rooms happen And then you're like well now I got my four buddies here What's yeah, up Yeah I've got 40 buddies here <laughs> I got right on AOL and I was like Let's search for Let's just say something random Boobs Pjorn <laughs> Pjorn I wonder what that is That's a coffee table at o- Ikea <laughs> <laughs> it's P-J-O-R-N page, you bird. It's Walnut. Pajorn. Mikey's like, I don't know why my friend Jesse told me to check this out. That's weird. It's weirdly specific. Blue waffle, question mark? <laughs> um, I wonder what goatsy is. Oh, no. Jeez. We had to try and explain lemon party and meat spin to my parents the last time I was home because they had just watched the most recent gemstones. Can I tell oh. you when I Googled it? When 30 Rock had... Liz Lemon's dad, Tina Fey's character's dad, say uh, when talking about a party, he goes, Tina Fey asks him, are you going to be there? And he goes, yeah, it can't be a lemon party without old Dick, which is his name. And Mm -hmm. I was like, and I was like, okay, that's clearly something. So I looked up what lemon party is and I was not thrilled that I had looked that up. LemonParty.org, man. You should join it. That joke is perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great joke. See, back then, I'd just be like, I'm going to have a, kind of a rough day. But I, I got. I guess I need to go to peanutbutterjellytime.com and just listen <laughs> to that song. Peanutbutterjellytime. Yeah. Uh, I liked the badgers and snakes and the hamster dance. Oh, yeah. And the dancing baby. Old internet was best internet. Fuck. Yes, it was. It felt more like CB radio, but for nerds back then. Like It was like you had to stumble upon something cool to find it. And then that stumble made it feel like it was unique to you. I don't know. Well, I liked it's it because a lot. the whole internet culture then was like being not you. Like, don't ever tell anybody who you really are. Right. And then now it's like. And then order pizza, but then it's going to take down the government. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to get second base on instant messenger. My mom picks up the phone. Now I can't hook up. Hang on. What second is second base. base on instant messenger? I didn't know there was a base system for like text-based chat programs. Or like, is this like a cyber sex scenario? The old Definitely. text one. It's got to be. It's yeah. Gonna be like, Hell like, yeah. I touch your boob. Oh, disconnected. That was so close to second base. <laughs> So it sounds like Mikey was bad at it, too. Well, yeah. They kept calling my house. I never had enough time. I was like, Mom, get off the phone. I'm trying to sex my friend. (laughs) I like your nip. Oh, damn it. (laughs) I take take off my wizard's hat. Wizards. Even back then, <laughs> he wouldn't wear a condom. <laughs> I, was, I was like, was he dressed up at the beginning of this? Where it's like, well, I'm no, a wizard. You can like role play me like I'm a construction worker. <laughs> I throw my reflective sweaty vest at your face. <laughs> This is Dipsy level. Yeah. That's not Dipsy level. No, No, Dipsy is so much better than that shit. The flashing yellow lights glow in the background as I have relations with you. God, I feel like you were terrible at this. (laughs) You sound like when Dennis wrote an erotic novel from It's Always Sunny. (laughs) Men at work, caution. She slowly turned her body sign from stop to slow (laughs) with her eyes. 
No, because you know, because like, you're like, yeah, no, yeah, Mike, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, no, I we, did it. We know it's bad. <laughs> we know. Did you let her into your manhole? <laughs> Mikey, experiment with it. You might like it. Yeah, you know. No, I don't think so. Start with chat, <laughs> move no. to real life. I mean, that's how it works now. Like, I, you. Make fun of us, but like the flirting I did on those early days of AOL, like I was pretty good on Tinder because of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe that. I've been, I've always been terrible at chatting with women. (laughs) (laughs) Todd, Todd, just because we know you and that's not your medium. You're you're really somebody that you got to like meet in person or whatever. That's where you shine. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the looks. You guys have got to watch that documentary on Hulu, that betrayal of the perfect husband. I do. I really do because it sounded crazy. It's podcast involved and it's Love wild. It. And like, yes, he's a super terrible dude. But also the way she handles it, I want your opinion page on it because I'm like, I don't think this was healthy either. She basically monetized her divorce, which is like smart. Sure, of course. Honestly, yeah, get that paper. That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, get the bag. <laughs> She'll like interview the she interviewed all the women he had affairs with. Well, first off, she That I'm on board for. She <laughs> went through his computer and his phone. And they did an Excel spreadsheet with dates and time of like uh, June 16th, boob pick. June 16th, night, message that said, I love you. June 17th, woman B, uh, dick pic. And I was just like, I would have just kind of shut that computer and kind of been done with this whole thing. This is what happens when you cheat on an accountant. Yeah, see, yeah, okay, here, here, here's the thing. I was like, oh, yeah, she seems real fun at parties. I am aggressively, aggressively here for her interviewing all the other women for a podcast. A hundred. I want to hear that podcast. I might go listen to it. Yeah. What I'm not here for is her continuing to talk to him because I feel like this is a thing that a lot of people do when they break up with somebody where they're kind of blindsided by it and they feel hurt by it that they're like, I deserve some sort of justice. You're never going to get it. Or closure or, or closure. whatever. You're yeah. not going to get oh, it. But she she interviews them and they're like, he just manipulated me. He brought yeah, me back to your did. house. Yeah, of course. And I, And I was like, well, you knew he was married and you went and had sex. I with, mean, did they? Did they? Yes. Okay. I knew he was married. And I was and like she's like, "It's okay. I know he manipulated." I was like, "Well, some people, I mean, like, you know, it takes two to take." She's like, yeah, sure. "You know, we, I saw your wedding pictures as we walked up the stairs to have sex in your bed." Yikes. And I was like, "Okay, that is a problem." Uh, yeah, like, you, that is, yeah. no, you up. have to watch it. It's only 3 episodes. I I just binged the whole thing. I was like, "What?" I'll I'll do that after I finish Witcher. Anyway, so they break the CDs. <laughs> Back to this movie. Yeah. Which shuts down the entire ship. They're sailing blind. They're stuck in the water. Um, and just as they do that, they hear like a crash and there's something on the boat. So there's something coming up beneath them. They don't know where it's coming from, but it's at 31 knots, which is very fast. That's about as fast as a cruise ship could travel at like max speed. Yeah. And that's exce- in excess of max speed usually. But they are like, yeah, we're like watching this from like the cruise ship control room. And the helmsman is like, 
counting down in tens from like 180 meters away or whatever and counts like all the way down to zero. <laughs> yeah. It's well, he's like, it's radar. I was like, I think it's sonar when it's underwater. But it like, is, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. This movie is like lazy in a very fun way, though, Mikey. So I loved that. Yes, especially because we only ever see one passenger die, and it's the lady who, like, well, we see a few die in the like crash, right? Uh, because people run and people get trampled. But then a lady runs to the bathroom, and you're like, oh, she's safe in the bathroom. Nope, she gets her butt eaten through the toilet. Yeah, she gets snatched. Through the toilet Mikey that was the second time I wrote Thank you Mikey <laughs> Because you watched a woman get Paco jetted by the butt It just was like <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was seeing It was hilarious At that point in my notes I just have If we could watch this we could watch Snakes on a Plane Because it reminded me of the scene in Snakes on a Plane Where the guy gets bit on the dick by a snake <laughs> Snakes on a Plane is a wildly bad film, but I I still went because I, I was love like it. I went I for it. I fucking love it. Is it horror? <laughs> Can we do it? Yeah, technically. Um, it's definitely goofy action thriller. Is no. what it says. Well, I mean, we can make an example. I, I feel like you could argue for it given the body horror and a bunch of other stuff that happens but like a snake holy shit a snake australian for one second um anyway so she gets blended through the toilet and one of the boats now here's what's interesting it makes it look like a lifeboat drops off the ship but that's definitely a speedboat yes yeah, a speedboat yeah so the speedboat drops off the ship and our other boat runs it over now the movie's kind of unclear about the timeline of like when that ship stopped versus <laughs> yeah. this ship arriving. It's gotta be afterwards for a while. <laughs> oh, I assumed it was like two or three, four hours later. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah, the movie's just not super clear. But they do, like, the. it seemed like the ship shutting down and the monster arriving happened almost at the same time, right? And then it jumps yeah. like four hours to us arriving there with the mercenary and treats crew. Right, because they, they run over that boat, which has floated a, a a fair distance away from the cruise ship. Yeah. They hit it. It puts a hole in the hole, but it's above the waterline. So they're able to basically make it to that ship where they then ideally they're like, well, we'll fix it in the machine shop. And I'm like, you better hope that machine shop has a lot of extra shit, but fine. All right. I mean, it is a cruise ship. Like I could see them having stuff to fix that on, on a cruise ship. That's way bigger than the boat you're on. Potentially, but they have stuff to fix the ship that you're on. Of course. Yeah. Not not like a random other ship. Well, a machine shop can fix things. It's a machine shop. Well, if if you can weld and have enough, like if you could like machine things, but I mean. I mean, it's not like you just go and weld a, a hole in the boat with nothing to weld to the hole and then get eaten by a man. My God, when I saw her hole. welding literally nothing to the boat while she was welding, I laughed. I was like, Hilarious. you're doing so nothing, ma'am. <laughs> You're doing nothing. I mean, just we did an episode one time where a plane flew through a boat and they were able to replace one side of it. But this was an aircraft carrier. So like they obviously had stuff. But cruise ships, usually if something happens, there's not a ton of stuff to like they usually have to dock. But so wait, it, I guess it depends on your boat. So wait, you're telling me that cruise ships don't have like a side opening place on the side of them where you could they launch sea do have out a, of? They, pro- they do. Ha- they do. Have- <laughs> but I mean, like, they can probably repair smaller boats, just not their boats are so much bigger. No, no, no. It's it's the opposite. They could repair their own boat. They have the stuff that's custom built for their boat. 
I don't know that they'd have the parts to repair a smaller one. Who knows? I certainly don't. And after this movie, I'm never going to go on a cruise ship again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly. This is not my cruise experience. <laughs> <laughs> First off, they 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 go around rainstorms. So like that whole scene took me out of it immediately. That is true. Mikey, would you do a Pitbull themed cruise? 100%. Hell yeah. I would go You're with you. You're definitely going to get <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> I'm going to eat a salad, but I'm also going to go see Pitbull a lot of times. I'm going to go buy a bald wig and a tuxedo and we're going to have that time. I would totally go. Same. He's just, his fandom's got a good vibe. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's the only way I understand Swifties. <laughs> I understand like, Swifties through the eyes of Pitbull. Here's my Pitbull, <laughs> Pitbull. Uh, braid neck uh, braid uh, wristband or whatever that they all I, make. Yeah, I don't get it. I, here's the thing. If you like it and you had the money to go and see her, more power to you. I don't understand. <laughs> It was not something I was going to spend my money on. Uh, anyway, they pull up in hopes that they have parts that can fix their boat. So they board the boat through the cargo bay and they're just like, where the fuck is everybody? And well, they leave on, talk about Layla and Billy on the boat. They did get their Chinese Gatlin oh, yes. gun assault rifles out <laughs> yeah, for yeah, this yeah, part. Yeah, 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 and I was yeah. like, I remember fake guns in movies and I miss them dearly. I loved this Hilarious. so much because the gun is like, I don't doubt that it could work. But it's wildly impractical for what they're doing because they go through a clip in less than a second. There's no clips. <laughs> they're like Jesse Ventura in Predator. These Chinese assault rifles just teleport ammunition in or something. No, I think they're just <laughs> noisemakers. Like, I don't think. I mean, if we never saw like the tentacle hands like exploding with bullet fire or whatever, I would just assume they were shooting blanks the whole time. They have no tactical flashlight. They have a full ass regular size flashlight attached Just to them. Just yes. to the top of yes. them. Yeah. I loved them though. Like after seeing Leviathan, like those are the weapons I wanted to see in this. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Just wild flamethrowers. Yeah. Now they get on the boat. They're walking around with the guns. They're in the machine shop trying to find the parts they need. And no one seems to be around. It is completely empty. And the guy that we will find out is T-Ray later. Uh, T-Ray is like, well, maybe they all just evacuated. Like the, the boat stopped. Like there's clearly something wrong with the boat. But all the lifeboats are still there. So like where would they have gone? How would they have gone anywhere? Yeah. Where is everybody? Yeah, T-Ray. And they say that they're going to hit the vault and go. So it sounds like they were planning to rob the the vault on this ship, at which point I was like, what's in the vault? But Well, <laughs> well they're like, we're going to sink the boat and rob the vault. And I was like, well, that's... Yeah. That's a lot of extra steps. I think I think that's the right call, though, because they have yeah. a shitload of rich people on board. Yep. You rob the vault, sink the boat, get the insurance money, and you've made all the money from the shit you like stole from the vault. Yep. And that's, guys, that's the owner of the ship who's doing all of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't the mercenaries who were doing it because they also wanted the money. Like, that was the owner. They were hired oh. to do both of those things. Yes. Meanwhile... As they're kind of exploring the boat, Famke Jansen wakes up in the pantry. Uh, she can hear things in, in the pipes, and she's like, what the fuck is that? So she picks the fuse box, which would have electrocuted her. Yes, yes, it absolutely would have. I do love that, like, the entire ship has been gutted and digested, and she <laughs> has been asleep in a sushi coma. 
Yes. Been there. She just had sushi and Chardonnay and fell asleep. No, it's because when the ship crashed, like when the thing crashed through the oh, ship, she right. got buried under a bunch of fruit. But anyway, she's fine. <laughs> she's got a traumatic head injury. <laughs> yes. Me- meanwhile, we cut to the smaller ship where she is welding nothing, which is hilarious. Um, but a bloated dead body comes out of the water. Oof. I did not like that. And floats in the boat. Super gross. Yeah. And then she is immediately sucked out of the hole in the boat. Like yeah. she is just insta dead. Yeah. She just got gone. snatched up real quick. Right. Uh, but then we cut back inside where they're in the machine shop and they're like, I thought the hole to the ship was impregnable. So why is there water? Well, first off, I think there's something we've learned about cruise ships is that none of them are impregnable. Okay? Thank you. You can knock anybody up on a cruise ship. <laughs> Okay, I think I've always misunderstood th- what that word means if what Mikey said was at all accurate. <laughs> right. Uh, but also, uh, ships usually carry water to balance out their buoyancy. So, like, the water could be from the ballast tanks. Like, there there could be water. But also, again, every ship can get knocked up. Yeah, I like this. This is Mikey from Harvard, and I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Harvard here <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50. To get 50% off. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see... Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, they're walking around and they're like, this is a ghost ship. Something bad happened. We should get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Right. And so T-Ray is like, hold on. I'm going to go do some exploring and leaves them alone in the machine shop. And he walks around and clearly Australian Colin Farrell is being followed by something in the water. I literally (laughs) wrote in my notes, yo. 
muscly Colin Farrell is doing too (laughs) much. (laughs) He's doing too much. He is. He's like walking away from, like he is like doing exactly what you're not supposed to do in these situations. Like not even in a horror movie, but like tactically, it's so dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah. He left his one guy to guard like four people. He's like, I'm going to go wander around and solve this mystery myself. Yeah. I'd be like, hold on, Scooby-Doo. We have our own job to do. (laughs) Well, and then on top of that, at this point in the movie, I was like, it's 40 minutes in. I barely know what's happening and I know no one's name. (laughs) I know. And it's perfect, right? You're just like guilt-free deaths. It's so much fun. Every death is guilt-free. And he does... He tries to drink the water, and I was like, it's ocean water, dipshit. Like, what are you doing? From Sonic? (laughs) No, Mikey, when he's, like, hunting the animal or whatever he thinks might be loose at this point, he, like, like, digs his hand into the water and drinks some and then spits it out. Yeah, because I was like, it's fucking salt water, dipshit. Anyway, there's some, he looks down to the water, there's bubbles in the water, he's like, what the hell is that? It jumps up and gets him, and he's just blood spray, just like, Yeah. yeah. Like like a water balloon of fake blood going through a lawnmower. Just like, <laughs> like gone. <laughs> like someone threw a water balloon into a fan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, meanwhile, the other guy uh, uh, comes over and is like, hey, what happened to T-Ray? And they're like, well, I don't know. And he's like, you killed T-Ray. And they're like, we, we have been standing here the whole time. Like literally, you never were not seeing us. <laughs> we could not yeah. have killed him. <laughs> what the fuck? Why is this gun right here then? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we cut to the vault. They open the vault and there's people in the biggest vault and they just get everyone to death. Well, first we get head chopped. Oh, that's true. Yeah, a guy takes an axe to the head. Did you jump, Todd? Yes, I did jump. It scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Mainly because I just didn't expect it. I was like, oh, shit. Yes. What is happening? Like, I was, it, it was very much that sort of reaction. Yes. Uh, and then literally the axe in the head and they just like shoot everyone inside. Yeah. And the only people that survives is the like crazy boat owner and the actual captain. Well, it's because they were like by the entrance and when they right. started shooting, they went to the side so they couldn't be hit by the bullets. And everyone else that was in there was just like mowed down. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Women and children first with gunfire. Yeah. I think it was just a rich old lady and a couple of rich old guys. But yeah, anyway, so like they're like, oh, what are you doing here, owner of the boat? Uh, and he's like, <laughs> uh, good thing you're here. It's infested with a thing. And they're like, we don't believe you. But as that's <laughs> happening, the other guy is like, you killed T-Ray and I'm going to find it out. So he goes searching and he gets dragged around and literally around Treat Williams and the other guy's feet. And they're just like, we fucking told you. Like, I don't know what you want from Like us. literally <laughs> all around, though. Like, it's like that tentacle was wrapped so fast. Like far around that room before it grabbed him. Don't talk like that. We need Paige to perform. Oh, that's on this true. Podcast. That's true. We can't talk about <laughs> tentacles. We can't call them tentacles. When you said that tentacles wrapped around everything, she like was like, "Oh, the vest." She was like, oh, "Was it? Was it wrapped around the neck part? And was it squeezing a little bit?" <laughs> anyway, look, I gotta, I gotta get through this because I got an appointment with myself later. <laughs> Todd has some sort of hard out to go to Taco Bell. I've got my own Taco Bell at home. What if each finger is a tentacle? But anyway, I don't that, like it. That documentary, like they're talking, they're like. One time, they, he got a blowjob in a parking lot, and I was like, oh, my God, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done Cause, that. Because my mom and everyone's right there, and I was like, ow. And he asked the girl to send him a picture. I was like, what? <laughs> what? what a pervert, <laughs> right, Mom? <laughs> Who among us has ever been blown or or blown someone in a parking lot? That's in a unheard car? of. In a car? 
A human vehicle? Wait, are you talking about skin car? <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I, I was I meant just like a car that we drive, but you get it. Okay. The guy goes to jail for like sleeping with a student, which is very illegal, very bad. Sure. He has yeah, a bunch sure. of affairs leading up to that with of legally consenting people. And they're and they're like, he had sex in the bed. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, what? what? <laughs> the That's place terrible. where people normally have sex? <laughs> what? How scandalous. I so hard during this documentary. I don't know. I think I watched too many murder docs. I think you're a little desensitized. Yeah. yeah. But probably as much because the job. No, I don't think that has anything to do with it. It can't be, right? It can't be. <laughs> the podcasting? Anyway, uh, so he dies. And, and again, just in a spray of blood. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so Treat Williams and Joey and the few other guys left with guns take off and get into the elevator. They run into everyone else at the vault. And the vault people are just like, who you fucking killed people they're like no there's definitely a thing on the ship and the rich guy's like i fucking told you and they're like what are we doing so they make a run for the elevator so does famka jansen at the same time she gets there first the elevator is broken it's going up down <laughs> up and down oh yeah, my yeah. god the elevator i didn't seats, like this oh it took way too long i was like we get it <laughs> well it's an elevator but yes they go they fall and then fall up and then fall back down it yeah. was like they went and showed us tower of terror for like three minutes of this movie i was like i yes. get it this is a ride oh my god if they redid tower of terror in deep rising style <laughs> oh my god well because it literally everyone kind of congregates on a floor and then runs back to the elevator and my favorite is when the elevator starts working again it plays girl from Ipanema yeah <laughs> yes why well, is it stuck like, in Jody's do, head do, 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 do. and I was just like that's the most elevator music yeah. you could ever pick it was perfect uh, and then they all fall and crash down into one of the lower levels and they survive well because the elevator had brakes yep uh, so they get off the elevator and the hallway that they enter into is just blood and melted skeletons now yeah in the process of the elevator and running we have figured out or at least it's been revealed that the guy who owns the boat hired the mercenaries they know each other yeah. mm -hmm. we don't know fully what their plan was but they're all interconnected right so the hallway is full of blood and melted skeletons super gross very effective practical effects here. it is yeah kind of reminds me of aliens I mean, all the yes. practical effects yeah. are on that level. Like, I think they're great. Yeah. It's the CGI where it, it's... That's oh, it's terrible. really terrible. They were like, we heard this new thing called CGI. Yeah. It's the future. Effects on a computer? It'll never happen. And it didn't <laughs> in this movie, but... I've got 14 CDs for this one tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> This is the same year Jurassic Park came out with CGI. Just saying. And Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, Jurassic Park is half and half, though. Yeah. Jurassic Park is part practical, part CGI, which is the best application of both. Yes, usually. Anyway, so the corridor they're going down, the door at the end of it is like bulging, like something is trying to push through the door and it can't get through yet. But they move towards it. And they just immediately start firing in this closed hallway. With metal. And how they don't all die. Yeah, there's all metal. None of them die of friendly fire, so miraculously. Dumb. None of them even get hit with friendly fire. And they conservatively fire a million bullets in this movie. Yeah, but you yeah. don't need to reload. But I did like <laughs> that the uh, the the effect of the, the tentacles in the between the metal was like practical. Because like when it starts caving in the hallway, I thought it looked really good. It did it look looks really amazing. good. Yeah. The, those are those practical effects yeah. where it looks amazing. But, yeah. but I'm supposed to believe that the creature can do that. It can like rip up a hallway. But when they close the door, 
it can't get through the door. door. I was like, come on, movie, let's do this. I love it. But we cut to the smaller boat. Billy, who's been building a torpedo launcher on the top of the boat, goes down to check on Layla, who was working on the hole, and she's just fucking gone. And it's implied that Billy is very soon gone in the same way because the next time we see billy it's basically just his body well and we sort of hear him get snatched up too like we don't see it sort of but yeah yeah, it's definitely insinuated when the scene ends right it's not how his mom wanted him to get snatched up no act up you can get snatched up uh but so we (laughs) cut to the cruise ship they go deeper into the engine room and this is where some of the mercenaries still don't want to believe the whole monster theory and they're just like well maybe we struck a reef and i was like what what you were just in the growling hallway. What are we doing? Uh, but they're basically like, okay, how do we get a help thing out an SOS something? And this is where the guy who owns the ship is like, hey, I knocked out communications on purpose. Everyone was supposed to get on the lifeboats and then we were going to scuttle the ship. It was a whole thing. It was the boat cost four hundred and eighty seven point six million. But that didn't co- that wasn't covered by the cost of running it. It was all an insurance scheme as yeah, a boondoggle or whatever. Yeah. Like, right. So he got rid of it. I did think it was funny that it, he like destroyed the comms with those three gold CDs. And because I would assume that. Every one of those is like not escape pods. What are they called? Like the the lifeboats or whatever have yes, radios. All have radios. Yes. You know? yes. So does so does the other ship. They could have gone back to the first ship yes. and used a radio. Like yeah. any there's so many radios around, guys. Yeah, but nothing. Anyway, the Bermuda Triangle would have explained that. Or maybe yep. they're just so far out into the South China Sea, radio signals won't travel that far. I don't know the science. I believe they travel forever. I mean, looking for an explanation <laughs> in this film is a fool's errand. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No. But during this speech, Famke Jansen changes out of her dress into uh, some like maintenance clothes she finds with a gun. And... Lo and behold, there's goop dripping into the room down onto Joey's shoulder. They look up and there's a bunch (laughs) of spiky tentacles with a hand inside it. And that actually looks, it's bad, but like the idea is cool. It is cool. You see the stomach and the hand. And it made me think of that scene in Nope where everyone's being digested as a fucking horrifying, you know. I I do think the goop looks a little too sexual. It does look like Luke. It doesn't look alien enough. Does that make sense? Uh, you needed some like neon pigment to it. <laughs> yeah. Like aliens goop looks aliens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, because it's acid spit. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. like all the stuff they secrete and make the walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This goop looks like 17-year-old's bedroom goop, you know? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, they fire at the belly of that tentacle, and it just, like, dumps out a handful of things, but one of them is Billy's body, who's, like, half-digested and melting. Oh, it's so gross, but it's a good effect, man. It it's grossed me out, man. Yeah, and they, they just shoot their infinity bullets at it and my favorite is they're like what are these things and treat williams just goes real unfriendly yeah (laughs) everything he says is a duke nukem line i swear to god like that's what it is yeah it's not as good as duke nukem none of none of his lines are funny they're just like supposed to be Uh, and i'm sorry what are you looking at and then shooting it in the eye wasn't funny mikey (laughs) it was amazing it's well and and it's all like he the fact that he seems completely unaffected that evil tentacles are murdering everyone around him is just like, whoa, bad day. <laughs> like that, It's that attitude that makes it so funny. He's been around. Everyone's heard of Phillips. 
Yeah, I forgot his real name. Captain Phillips? Yeah, I think his name is Captain Phillips. I Captain don't know. Captain Phillips is the movie that Tom Hanks is in about that real life captain who was like, yeah. I'm the captain now. Is that the, is that the reference you're trying to make? That's based on the life of Treat Williams. Oh. You know, famous <laughs> Captain Treat Williams. <laughs> anyway, Treat Williams and Femke Jansen are like, look, you and me, we're fuck the rest of them. We're getting to this boat. Treat Williams was walking around like nothing was going on, but like when Femke Johnson was going through like the Lost and Found, it looks like she's shopping at a, a like a Goodwill or something. Like she yeah. seems nonplussed. She's like, oh, like whatever, like tentacle monsters. It's fine. All of these people had traumatic childhoods to the ninth nth degree because That's like gotta be what it is yeah nothing nothing like, like oh i saw both my parents murdered by an axe murder so i find tentacles sexy yeah <laughs> it's there's so everyone's so nonchalant about it. tree williams and fami johnson did i say that right i don't think so Okay, well, I got really close. They both are just like, they never freak out about anything. And it's because something something very bad happened to them. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where we kind of get more of a close up to one of these tentacles where it's got like teeth and like a, almost like a spider at the end of it. It's real fucking gross. It's like tentacles with a mouth and it's got like a five finger, like yeah. grippy mouth thing on the front of it. It's real gross. Like I hated it. Yeah. It also looks real silly. Like, I think if someone did this CGI now, it would be really scary looking. But it would be scary. Yeah. It's kind of like the mist where like yes. everything else is really good working around it. But then you're like, oh, I didn't really didn't yeah. really like that creature. Yeah. The practical stuff top notch. The CGI is pretty bad. But that's one of the things I love about it. Like it's charming, if that makes sense. Well, and oh, they, yeah. at this point, make a run for it. And this of is course. where the actual captain gets stuck in that grate or one leg does. And he just gets through it oh man they are just racking his nuts over and over in that shot uh, and i felt so bad for that actor i was like i hope he's wearing like a cup or something like this is terrible it's uh, bad no but way this that's is... his real leg come on but he was in that scene though right like well yeah yeah i don't think the actor had to go through it but i'm just like if that really happened to somebody that'd be fucking terrible yeah i hated it well and this is where the <laughs> the guy who goes on to play uh, Jekyll and Hyde, opens fire and just goes, eat this, you wankers! And I was just like, <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I wanted from this film. Dude, when he died, which is coming up like almost next, I think, but like, I loved it because he like goes off by himself like the other guy did. It's like beat for beat exactly what happened with exactly TJ. The same. It's just instead of being it's a, it's at a different location of the ship, but it's like the exact same thing. Well, before that, we get the owner of the ship being like, I think they're this ancient tentacle monster that I happen to know about, even though I'm not a marine biologist, but I know all these facts and I'm going to tell them to you right now. OK, let's go. And you're like, why would he know that? He just <laughs> casually knows the specific <laughs> unknown monster that is attacking their boat he is the only one who's been on the internet he had his aol cds <laughs> he installed them anyway they follow him because he knows the blueprint of the boat but they find a dead end that's flooded where they would have to swim under a portion of the boat to get to the other side where there are other elevators and escape hatches yeah um so treat williams british dude and the leader of the mercenaries all decide that they're going to swim under and they'll fire two shots to let them know it's safe. They swim under. Uh, and before they can even fire the other two shots, the tentacles burst through the other side. So Fumka Jansen, Joey and the remaining mercenaries all dive in and they have to s swim under. But one of them gets got by a tentacle. Well, he gets got because he doesn't dive in. He belly flops he into that water flop. in a I way that. that is hilarious. <laughs> yes. It was really funny. Although this is the scene I was talking, or I referenced before 
when it's like ripping up the hallway to get to them. Yes. And then they close the door and it has to like bang on the door to get through it. I was like, come on, man. I like how strong is the monster? Well, like, you know now that's smart because later on it hoards them. It herds them. It hoards, it hoards, hoards them. them. Yeah, it does. Hoard <laughs> it hoards them, them yeah. like snacks, but it also herds them like animals. <laughs> right. This is also the scene where Joey hyperventilates and is like, "Could you just like get asthma?" Or I did like love that. It was so funny. Yes, he's having a panic yeah, attack, he which I is. think is funny and very justified under this scenario. Now the other thing, because as they're tearing through the hallway and they close the door and, and they're running from them now and have dove and they're going to swim, uh, I did note that it looked like the pipe screensaver. <laughs> 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 Holy shit, it did. Yeah, when he's like checking the map to make sure they have an yes. exit 20 meters down into the water. You're absolutely right. It did. Yeah. Not not even just that. When the monster is in the hallway and there's like a bunch of tentacles, oh. I was like, oh, yeah, I does. remember the screensaver. Yes. Anyway, they end up in the water. They swim. They lose one more of the mercenaries, but Joey and Famke Jansen make it. But this is where the British guy is just like, where's Mason? They got Mason, not Mason. And it's just like, <laughs> bro, what? Who's Mason? Who's Mason? <laughs> yeah. But he, at this point, he's like, who's next? And I was like, clearly you. Like, what are you talking <laughs> Let's lock ourselves in this kitchen. Yes, because at this point they're in the kitchen and the guy who owns the boat's like, they're not even going to look for us for another 24 hours. Now, here's what I couldn't figure out. Tell me if everyone thinks I'm crazy. May and maybe it's because they feel like they have to get away from the ship. But I was like, why are we not hopping in lifeboats? Yes. I mean, they, they'd be out in the open. They'd get eaten. But you have a better shot on the lifeboat than there, I guess. No, lifeboats have engines, too. I have yes. no idea why they wouldn't hop in a lifeboat. No. Or use the radio in one. Or a combination. It, it, right? Absolutely do all of that. Yes. It would have been better if the cruise owner was like, those lifeboats, they're just for show. We never actually <laughs> we built never them. actually <laughs> built them, yeah. Or we don't have enough or whatever, because that's a super common problem when boats sink, because they have like a minimum amount of lifeboats that they have to have, but that doesn't necessarily account for the entire capacity of a ship. So like a lot of times when ships sink and a lot of people die, it's because they didn't have enough lifeboats or half the lifeboats become inaccessible in the accident. The more you know. Yeah. They need more sea dues. They do need more sea dues. Anyway, uh, they realize, courtesy of the guy who owns the boat, that no one's going to look for them for another 24 hours. At so, least. like, they got to figure something else out. And this is where British guy's like, it's time for us to make a stand. I was like, make a stand? Like, what? You are a handful of people with guns. You have been. Uh, but he's like, right here, right now. And my brain just went, right here, right, right now. <laughs> I, I also heard that song. But, it, I mean, at least everybody else in the kitchen was like, like, no, dude, like, this is like the dumbest idea. In yeah, the we gotta of get ideas. off this fucking boat. But it literally is just him against everyone else. Yeah, well, and, and because everyone else is like, look, one time I saw an octopus open a thing to get a fish, and he's like, what does that mean? They're like, we're the fish, get off the boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> run. <laughs> But of course, as they're all talking in the kitchen, we watch all their faces as we realize there's one right behind that guy. They take off. He shoots it as it like runs into a stove that kind of catches on fire. And he is like, perfect, got it. And then he's walking alone and boop-a-doop, it gets him. I mean, it is a nice misdirect because he kills the one that like initially comes after him. Right. And then he's like, I got you, sucker. And the second... It doesn't cut away. You're like, oh, there's another one behind him. And that's there's exactly what right happens. There. Yeah. <laughs> I literally wrote in my notes, 
clever girl. Yeah. Well, at <laughs> this point, also, they've realized that they're being herded. So they run towards the their only open exit, I guess if you want to call it, into the bow of the ship, like one part of the cargo hold. And it's literally all of the passenger skeletons. Yeah. And it's fucking gross and terrifying yeah but you don't get to look at it long enough because then the big cgi playstation one yeah in boss comes on the screen oh you mean dan flashes complicated shirt patterns that's what the yes. monster looked like oh. to me yes so they take off running from all of the the dead bodies and the big monster and the tentacles yeah and as they're running the guy who owns the boat is like, oh, yeah, definitely go that way. And then he ducks through a different door uh, behind them. Which, what is he going to do? Like, why does he duck away from them? I think he's going to the to their ship. But again, doesn't make sense because they have lifeboats. Right. Yeah. Either that or I thought he was going to try another, find another place like the vault where he would be safe. But then I'm like, if the boat sinks, yeah. you're fucking trapped. The boat definitely is going to sink. What's the monster going to do? Just like leave it alone? Yeah. Eventually I, I it's going to sink. It's the Kraken. Yeah, it is kind less, of the Kraken. Yeah. Anyway, as they're running, they end up throwing grenades at the monster, which again damages the ship more. But also, this is where Treat Williams realizes he lost the backpack with the boat parts in it. Which is hilarious to me because that's the whole reason Treat Williams and Jody go on to the cruise ship is to get right. parts to fix their boat. And then they fail that mission, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. Because the boat still runs. Like it does, it's so stupid. I Only loved it. for five minutes. It can't pump more fuel past that, allegedly. But they had to go get parts, not gas for their boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think, I think yeah. it's the fuel, the fuel pump. I think it's the fuel pump. So there's like gas in the motor, but they can't pump more in. Okay. Anyway, at, at this point, they do get separated from Joey and the other mercenary guy, and they're running from monsters in the hallway, and the guy's like, the only thing we can do is feed it to slow it down, and Joey's like, what are we going to feed it? I was like, Joey, idiot, they're going to feed it you, because he just shoots him in the leg. Dude, I was like, that is so cold-blooded, but absolutely <laughs> what Mikey <laughs> would do to me in this situation. <laughs> Not just you. <laughs> You know what? Oddly enough, that does make me feel better. <laughs> I wouldn't even blame you. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. I had short legs. Like, you know. <laughs> this is where doing all that cardio is going to pay off for me if we're running down that hallway together. There's no way I'm not in first place. Yeah. That's too many layers. They're too wet. Doesn't matter how much cardio you've done, you're way down now. Shit, that's what I was going to say. I've, it's my three pairs of jeans I've got on that are going to weigh me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm running on mercury. <laughs> I, know I, would, I know I would never win that race, so I might just be like, save yourselves! And just like, <laughs> I'm done running! <laughs> Go out giving the double bird, like, fuck yeah, you! Yeah, like, fuck you! Uh, yeah. Just get a Sea-Doo, Paige. Come on. We got to get a Sea-Doo and ride out like we're at the Universal stage oh, show of the Waterworld ride or whatever you were talking if about. If I had a Sea-Doo, it's over for you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better see don't. Mm -hmm. I have that in my notes. Hell I was like, Sea-Doo, yeah. and then there was tentacles, and I was like, Sea-Don't. Sea-Don't, baby. Sea-Don't. My notes were like, there's only three Sea-Doos for this whole cruise ship. No wonder they weren't going to make any money. I know. Right? They got to have those things running around the clock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, because I, I hear this is my headcanon 
those big giant carnival cruise ships have like a pool and water slides and all that stuff. And I bet they have sea dues that you could rent that go out the side or whatever and then come yeah. back in. I'm sure. And so I'm like, yeah, only three for this many people on the boat. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I didn't question it when they had sea dues. I was like, of course they have sea dues. That's a luxury cruise liner. I love sea dues, dude. Anyway, they're very fun. Super fun. They are a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know who says that joke, but like money can't buy happiness. But have you ever seen someone unhappy on a sea dew? Who says? Uh, on a jet ski it's daniel tosh oh wow yeah that's how i feel down here at this this trip i'm like you know money can't buy happiness but like that may be a lie it can't buy beach <laughs> it can't buy beach it can't it, buy, it beach. Can buy beach yeah i was like these people look real happy yeah it's nice that you're finally coming around on my side that money can't buy happiness has always been a lie to split the middle class <laughs> against the lower classes yes anyway yeah. back to this movie the owner of the the ship gets to the lifeboats but doesn't get into any of them he looks down to the other boat yes. and jumps and breaks his legs and gets like a compound fracture oh but did we already talk about how treat williams like set up the torpedo to like or set up oh, the boat to, to like not to yet. Go he, back ha- he hasn't gotten to the boat yet no he has by the time the owner jumps yeah, onto the boat to. it's already moving that's the reason he jumps he gets there in the very next scene who does? So he the the owner looks down the ship. He hasn't jumped yet. Treat oh, Williams gotcha. hasn't gotten to the boat yet. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Treat Williams and Femke Jansen get to the boat, but then they split back up because they get down onto the boat. He's like, I can't do anything without the parts, right? Down on a Treat Williams original boat, Thunder in yes. Paradise. Sorry. Yeah, but but he's like, I don't need the parts. <laughs> Cause I'm Han Solo. He's gonna use the torpedoes to sink. The ship, and then yes. they're going to take the sea dews that they saw when they came in. Yeah, Thunder in Paradise is just doing a U-turn. Right. <laughs> I mean, he is. That's 100% accurate. Which yeah. he plots it out like it's a big U-turn, but in the scene, it's just like... Eek. Yeah, it's like really small. It's like yeah. a drift. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on the ship, Joey and the other guy... We thought Joey was dead. Joey's not dead. He has somehow made it. The other guy makes it into the casino where he ends up getting eaten. And Joey is going to shoot him, but instead gives him the gun. And the guy shoots after Joey and then realizes no bullets left. It's the funniest joke in the whole film is that that guy tries to kill Joey with that gun and then tries to shoot himself and there's no bullets. I thought that was the funniest joke. Oh, my God. Because he's like slowly being eaten and digested by one of the like tentacle mouths. Right. And Joey's like, don't say I never did anything for you after you shot me. And then he still tries to kill him. And I was like, that's so funny. And there's a running joke where everybody's like mean to Joey throughout the film. And I just think it's the best. Right. So at this point, a lot of different stuff is happening, but they're clearly not paying attention to who's where. Right. So like the owner of the ship is literally looking down onto the boat where everyone else is. Yeah. Right? yeah. Joey makes it back to the boat, too, because he starts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Joey makes it back to the boat. Fonka Jansen goes in to get the ski do. Right. So then the owner goes down to get the ski do from her. What's he going to do with it? Nobody knows. Uh, but this is where he's got the flare gun and he ends a up flare like a shotgun. Excuse me. It's a double barrel flare gun pistol, guys. How dare <laughs> yes. you miscategorize this gun? It was hilarious. I loved it because he shoots both of them at her and she like cinematically jumps out of the way or whatever. Yeah, and she then, like matrixes out of the way. Well, yeah. she is very good at stunts, but she like runs away and he chases her. And this is the only time in the movie you see anyone reload. Yes. And he's like reaching into like a fanny pack for more flares to shove in this pistol shotgun. It's hilarious. It's wild. Yeah. But while that's happening. 
Joey and Treat Williams are on the boat and Joey's just like sad angle grinding. That's what you do when your Layla dies. Oh, okay. Well, maybe she should have learned how to weld that hole <laughs> instead of just heat up the edges. Well, as we will find out, the, the tentacle comes through the windshield later anyway. But so they set up torpedoes on the side sticking out of that hole so that they will make contact with the ship when it hits that U-turn. Yeah. To explode everything more or less. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at, at this point, once they set that on autopilot or whatever, they realize she hasn't made it back to the boat. So Treat Williams goes back inside uh, while the owner of the boat is like, I've never killed anybody on purpose before, but I'm going to shoot you with this flare gun. And I don't think it'll be quick, but it will be interesting. And I was like, is he also a serial killer? Because like, yes, he's not a great dude. He is like a billionaire. There's I mean, he may not have killed people with his own hand, but he's made decisions that have got people killed for sure. I don't think he's a billionaire. I think he's a four hundred eighty seven point five millionaire. I mean, that that probably (laughs) is true. But still, you don't get that kind of money without making decisions that have probably killed somebody. Yeah. But I did love that he said that to her. Like, he threatened to shoot her with the flare gun while he's, like, inches from her. Yeah. Like, that would burn him as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it hurt both of them. Yeah. But Tree Williams is there. They all make a run for it because the boat shakes and they enter what used to be like the casino. When Treat Williams shows up to save Femke Johnson and he like shoots at the rich guy and he's always one step ahead. I like it was yes. so funny to it, me. It never hits cartoon. him. Never hits yeah. him because these bullets never hit anything. It felt just like a G.I. Joe cartoon, Mikey. It did. Yes. It's I mean, no notes. No, it's perfect. If every piece of literature or film our TV was more like G.I. Joe the cartoon, we would be in a better place. I agree. I don't know if that's true. And I think if Waterworld was better, it would be Deep Rising. I said it. This movie's <laughs> way better than Waterworld. <laughs> I think there is an argument to be Thank made you. that this movie is better than Waterworld. It's certainly I, more I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, it's definitely more fun, for sure. Waterworld has like a very serious vibe that I'm not super in love with. And Waterworld's right. more cynical. It's more hopeful. Exactly, yeah. But Mm -hmm. Kevin Costner with gill ears. So, like, there are things that are great about Waterworld, too. Yeah. Meanwhile, Octolus raises its head. Treat Williams gets grabbed by a tentacle, but then fires directly into his eyeball while saying, What you looking at? It drops him. He tries to shoot into the mouth as well. Uh, He and Famke (laughs) Jensen- Don't we all? (laughs) <laughs> make, yeah, make a run for the cargo Win bay. Them, Mikey. <laughs> That's terrible. They get to the ship. <laughs> Is your mom in the room, Mikey? Is that why you said that? Is your mom in the room? I did it like for four different things. They said she's like, okay, okay. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> your mom know you nasty, Mikey. Mm, no, no, no. So they get to the boat, but it's covered in goop. Uh, but they reset the autopilot. Or the whatever you want to call it. They get back off the boat. They get to the jet ski. But it's implied that Jake is dead. Joey. Joey. They think Sorry. Joey is dead. Mikey's never been a name guy. No. no. We know. It's like a four letter J word. Yes. Pretty sure Mikey called me Tom for the first like four episodes he was on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even say y'all things on this podcast. I'm like, guy and the other girl that I'm with. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one, Mikey, yeah. Mikey, Mikey. Yes. <laughs> if you get to proper noun status with Mikey, it's a serious relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's put you in his will. Uh, <laughs> but they they get to the jet ski. 
the owner guy runs upstairs back to where he was with the lifeboats. Yeah, like five stories up. Yes, and tries to then jump down onto the boat where he then breaks both his legs. Uh, but as that's happening, they're on the sea dew, and he's like, I got it. That's a big ramp. I got to get up speed. And then they just run through the hallways. Which he would only need like 20 feet. <laughs> I know. But no, he flies like, I don't know, a football field and a half down the watered hallway. <laughs> <laughs> but and like he like spin he like whips it around like he's gonna hear him going woohoo yeah. down the hallway. <laughs> Daytona Beach. <laughs> yeah. I laughed so hard. I was like, this film is a classic work of art. This should be in the Library of Congress. Well, because <laughs> everything that's copywritten has to be in the Library of Congress. Fun fact, this is in the Library <laughs> of Congress. But I also think it should be next to the Gutenberg Bible, Mikey. That's how <laughs> impressive I find this movie. Uh, yeah, right next to that Police Academy book. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Gutenberg's Bible. Steve Gutenberg's Bible. Page. It was real nice of him to donate it. God damn. <laughs> the Book of Mahoney. <laughs> One time for work, I was like presenting, and they're like, "How um, do you work well with first responders?" And I was like, "Well, I watched a lot of films to prepare for it. Police Academy, Police Academy Two, Police Academy Three. <laughs> they got the joke, but I was I had to go to like number five for them to like really start laughing." <laughs> Just a bunch of episodes of cops. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they see do in a maze through the ship. But it is like every turn is like forced by the the tentacles. Just thank God there's no debris in the hallways. Oh yes. my God. Oh, there are some shots where like the stunt driver on the sea do is it's clearly not Treat Williams. But like he's like whipping it around and like he'll hit some walls. Like you see them yeah. like jerking and hit walls. I don't know. It's so it's so funny to me. The only way it would have been better is, is if there was a mannequin on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a love story. <laughs> um, Mikey, I'd argue this is a love story. No, it's when they kissed, they have not even exchanged names. Yeah. Uh, when you've trauma bonded like this, you don't need a name. <laughs> you need a semi-private beach. Kiss someone you don't know their name? That's terrible. <laughs> Is your mom in the room with you right now? Hang on, hang on. No, Getting or giving a blowjob in a parking lot. I was <laughs> like, what kind of... <laughs> demoraling thing is that <laughs> my favorite is that he has her cock the shotgun because you're right he does shit. have a shotgun at the end of this Todd that I he know. hasn't had the whole Please. rest of the movie I mean, that's, when he pulled the shotgun I was like where the fuck did that shotgun come from he had it on yeah. a bandolier bro but it was like it was like he had John McClane a shotgun to his back that we had never seen before until <laughs> right. he got picked up by tentacles I was like where did this boomstick come from back on the boat he makes a scene of him putting it on and taking a Chinese assault rifle Gatling gun inf infinite ammo okay flashlight listen I I just missed it I loved it I'm not mad about it but like when he was like cock it and she was like and like uh. he would oh my god how do <laughs> he we shoot the, the elevator button he shoots the elevator button both sides I ripped out my headphones I, I'm so sorry I'm so excited <laughs> I ripped out my headphones hang on my mom cracked me up in that scene because she'd be like he'd say cock it and I'd be like I can't see anything there's water in my eyes <laughs> but there would be though like that is true but man it's like it's clutch time Famke Jensen we gotta like shoot out the elevators 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get your th- thunder thighs ready. Ivana Topalov. Yeah, Xenia on a top. You're welcome. <laughs> but eventually they do, like, I don't know, go through the maze that is this level of the ship. So here's what's crazy about it. Because I kept asking, I was like, how are they going to get back out? They're, the only way to back out is the way they came. You gotta trick the tentacles to go to the other side of you no, so you can turn around. No, that's not what happened, Mikey. It's not what happens. The, it's not what happens. The guy with the compound fractures on his legs uh, gets in the boat. The boat's making that U-turn. It's autopilot. He can't change it. The boat, the small boat hits the big boat. Explosion. That explosion rips the boat in half, which is how they're able to get out. <laughs> no, they they fly. Th- they go through the ramp. Like, you see them hit, like, yeah, go they through go the back, ramp and then they go, go back as to the exploding page. I, I understand that that's what we see, but it is also impossible because they did not go back the way they came. It's possible, guys. They turned around at some point. I, I believe it. <laughs> it's amazing because it does look like it's a show at SeaWorld. Yes. Like an explosion and them just jumping on the jet ski. It's hilarious. I think I think we can come down and be like with last summer and this summer and say that underwater horror might be the best subgenre of horror. I don't know if that I can like say that. you like to be a 12-year-old boy. Well, I, I also think that there's just a lot of like B-movie underwater horror that is like fun. There are some underwater movies that you guys have not made me watch that I am terrified to watch. Like the ones that are like sort of realistic with like sharks and shit. Like underwater scares the fuck out of me. Like I think there's one that I saw a trailer for like 47 meters down or something like that. I don't know what that is in feet, so I don't know if that is scary. <laughs> It's like times three, give or take. So like 140 feet. That's scary. 140 feet down sounds like a scary film. Yeah, so 47 meters down is the movie I was thinking of. It's two sisters vacationing in Mexico are trapped in a shark cage at the bottom of the ocean. Like that shit sounds scary to me. This is not. This is fucking fun. I I feel like maybe I'm more scared of scenarios that I would participate in. And I know this sounds a lot of like, I've never been to space. How can I be scared? But like, (laughs) I would 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 never go into a shark cage. You couldn't pay me. Like, I have no desire. (laughs) No, Paige. It's called a shark cage. Right? I know what it's used. No, I'm not getting in that. I'd get in a shark cage. Have fun. Can you bring this camera with you? No, because it's attached to my laptop. <laughs> that laptop survived falling off a police car. I think it'll be fine. Anyway, they they ski do to an island, and they're like, "Well, I guess we're stuck on this island." And he's like, "Wait, I guess we're stuck on this island." And they're like making out, but then who should paddle up on a surfboard? But Joey. Joey. He's like, "Did I see you guys kissing?" <laughs> I just have threesome question mark. Oh, you know what happened? Although no. I guess it doesn't because. Immediately they start to get attacked by what I think is another monster, right? Roctolus, yeah. Yeah, so like they're de- they definitely die because there's no sequel. Unfortunately. Yeah. And, and that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Deep Rising? Perfect, no notes. Yeah. I just have to say, Mikey, again, thank you. I loved this movie. <laughs> like, I'm sad I missed it, honestly. This is a fun movie. This is a fun, fun movie. It, it is fun because it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I was here for it. I liked it a lot. I'd definitely watch it again, but I'll have to rent it because I didn't want to buy it for $19.99, although I wish I had it this point because I'd definitely <laughs> watch this again. 
Well, this is definitely like a movie that's like someone took me playing with my toys and then like wrote a script about it. Yes, absolutely. And I was like, well, they're like not mercenaries. They're like they just own the boat or whatever. And like, because <laughs> he's a good guy, kind of. Yeah, uh, he's a good guy like Han Solo's a good like guy. Han Solo. You know what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's a good guy to his friends, but like he would definitely abandon his family, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Oculus, fun, fun facts. facts. <laughs> Kevin J. O'Connor ad-libbed the line about suddenly getting asthma. <laughs> really? That's funny. He did That's a great, great job in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did wear pads for the scene where they take turns hitting and kicking him, but the pads weren't thick enough. So at the end of the day, oh. he was covered in bruises, and the director, Stephen Summers, said he felt horrible about it because he didn't complain. He just... Got his shit rocked all day oh, long. Oh man, basically. that is a rough day of filming. Yes. So uh, the director Stephen Summers uh, is actually really happy that people that this did well in the home market and people bought it on Blu-ray and DVD because it was shown a ton on TV. But when you watch it on TV, thirty minutes are trimmed out to allow for commercials. Thirty minutes are cut out. This movie yeah. is like an hour and forty minutes. Like it's not super long. No, no, no. But if you watch it on TV, it's only like an hour fifteen. Wow. So they cut a bunch of stuff out. Yeah. Which again, there's some stuff that could go. You could totally you know. cut out some of the storylines. Yeah. Yeah. It does sort of feel like Richard Curtis wrote this on some level. Like just the fir- first act. Yeah. Like they narrow so it down pretty fast with a yeah. whole bunch. To death. <laughs> now, originally, the film was supposed to open with a much bigger underwater sequence um, that they had, and they had filmed for it all the way into post production. But special effects delays cost over a year of extra time, Jesus. and that was the thing that had to be dropped. So that's why we only see that little bit of the monster in that portion, and it's very, very vague. So that's why that happens. Nice. Um, okay. In fact, they actually had an original visual effects team uh, working on this for most of that year who couldn't figure it out. So they actually had to bring ILM aboard. Um, really? Which if, yes. Okay. Yes. So ILM had to back clean up for whatever was left of this movie, essentially. Okay. Yikes. Interesting. Famke Jansen was really irritated because she said, everyone always wants me to look beautiful in character. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're gorgeous, though. Uh, she just wanted to look normal. And the director told her she could look how However she wants when she's not the romantic lead in a movie right but i mean I, even when they dress her down like when she goes to the lost and found and puts on jeans and a t-shirt or whatever yeah she still looks like famka jens like she's still gorgeous right yes well yeah, even yeah, yeah. when you dress down romantic leads they still look gorgeous because they are gorgeous i mean yes it's like the problem every rom-com has yeah anyway they originally planned to film this film in los angeles but the tank rental alone was going to cost two hundred thousand dollars so they shot it in vancouver and they built a tank from scratch unfortunately that tank burst and flooded several blocks of neighborhood nearby well, and the repair that. the repairs cost them about six hundred thousand dollars <laughs> that's amazing okay awesome uh treat williams was not the original choice for the lead in this movie uh in fact the original choice was harrison ford of and course. with him uh, i know right it was. fucking amazing yes God, this with Harrison Ford. Oh, I would have loved it. Here's the thing. When he was attached, the production budget was much larger because they're like, this is going to be a big deal. But he pulled out. And had he stayed on, then and if the May 1997 projected release date had gone through, it would have come out two months before Air Force One and two months after The Devil's Own. He would have had 
three big movies that year. Man. Crazy. I love Tree Williams, but I think that could have been, it could have made this movie what it needs to be. I do think if uh, Han Solo was in this, it would have been a smash hit. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob Botten handled the creature design, the practical creature design for the film. He did a great job. The practical shit's amazing. Practical shit's amazing. And it's because he also did some work on the thing. Obviously, uh, yeah, and that makes sense. the scene where the floorboards all pop up as they're running, that's mm. actually in the thing as well. It's something it they is. did on the thing. They used the same process to do it here, but that's why it looks so fucking amazing. Uh, the opening scenes with over 400 extras on the ocean liner, they basically just had a cruise ship, 400 people on it, were shot over the course of five days, and the extras just stayed on the cruise ship and basically got a free cruise that cameras shot. That's that awesome. sounds amazing. Yeah. 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 That sounds like something Nick Lachey's going to do. For one of his reality TV shows. Oh, God, I would watch that. He's like, one of you's an android, and that oh. android <laughs> fucked your husband. Uh, director Stephen Summers was so happy with Kevin J. O'Connor in this movie that he would then cast him in The Mummy two years later, Van Helsing five years after that, and then G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra five years after that as well. So it's great that this guy works every five years. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, you make that much money. You're like, I could probably go about five yeah. years without working again. Uh, Famke Jansen was almost not cast in the movie because people thought she would be too recognizable from GoldenEye, which I'm like, yeah, she is. But yes. like, who gives a shit? That's why you cast her in your movie. That's like s saying someone's too famous for my movie. Yes. Now. Writer-director Stephen Summers and composer Jerry Goldsmith worked together on this and then immediately went into production on their next collaboration, which was The Mummy. Oh, man, that one's way better than this. Like, as far as, like, the movie mummy. goes. Like, it, Mummy's a perfect, an actual good movie. This is yes. a perfect film, but it's bad. In the original script, Treat Williams' character's catchphrase was, what now? And in the film, it was actually changed to, now what? Uh, which I actually, I kind of like it. It seems like a small change, but now what is way better. Yeah, um, what now? It sounds more aggressive. Yeah, what what now is weaker? Now what is stronger? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, which, it's the screenwriting, man. It's real fun to play around with stuff like that. The poetry of the spoken word, baby. The poetry baby. of the spoken word. Before his untimely death, R.I.P., Treat Williams was interviewed about this process of working on the movie, and he described it as fun, just fun. That comes across in his performance. Yeah. He looked like he was having fun. Like, he was in on it. Yeah. He'd, like, wink at the camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, can you believe we're doing this? He's like, what are you looking at, wink, wink, right? I'll end on this one because I find it pretty funny. Uh, so Hollywood has changed over time that's part of why the strike is happening but one of the things that hollywood used to do is they would find screenwriters that had a good spec script or a good treatment that they liked and then they would hire them to develop a number of ideas over a, an amount of time so they would give them like a first look deal where they would pay them a certain amount of money per year and then that studio has first look at any script they make during that time it's very similar to the the deals for songwriters here in town yeah, they don't offer it as much anymore. Um, I think they might go back to that a little bit, depending on how the strike goes. But one, this is one of the ones that Stephen Summers developed when he was working at Hollywood Pictures in the mid-90s and then took with him after that first look deal ended. Uh, but at the time, it was just called Tentacle. 
So naturally, Paige was into it. Yeah. It's a romance. Uh, <laughs> those are your fun facts. Thank you for those fun facts. Thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Deep Rising in 1998? I bet this actually got really expensive, uh, and that's part of why people were mad. I'm going to say $60 million. Okay. I'm going to say 45 million. Oh my God, Mikey, it is exactly 45 million dollars. Oh. You win both ding, 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 showcase ding, 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 ding. showdowns. Yay. Now, this movie, and you're going to know how well it did when I tell you what month it came out. It came out the weekend of January 30th, 1998. And January is typically where studios dump a lot of movies they don't have a lot of faith in. Yep. <laughs> it was eighth the weekend it came out. It was supposed to be a blockbuster, it was supposed to be. It was robbed, but it was beat by another boat movie that came out around the same time. You may have heard of it called Titanic was number one this week. Uh, Number two was Great Expectations. Number three was Goodwill Hunting. Number four was my best friend Chris Faust's favorite movie, Spice World. And number five (laughs) was As Good As It Gets. Uh, And then, of course, you had Desperate Measures, Wag the Dog, and then Deep Rising because it was in eighth place that weekend. What do you think it made in its opening weekend? And again, that was January 30th, 1998. $10 $10 million. I'm, I'm going to say $4 million. Paige, you are the close one. Uh, it oh. made $4.7 million in its opening so weekend. Bad. It was in the top 10 for the first two weeks. In fact, it was 10th its second week. It was never again in the top 10. It was in the theaters for a total of, uh, it looks like 11 weeks. Although, um, you know, it it dropped out of like what I would call wide release pretty quick. But it was in the theaters for 11 weeks. What do you think it made total at the box office? And it did not get an international release. So domestic will be technically worldwide. What do you think it made domestically at the box office? 14? Yeah, I I was going to say 12. You're both very close page your closest it's 11.2 million dollars on a 45 million (laughs) dollar budget oh no that's terrible yeah so if you adjust that 11 million dollars that makes it roughly 21 million dollars today but this definitely was a flop in the theaters but that's your box office all right let's do the scary scale scary scale is there is a scale one to ten how scary you found the film and watched this time one example is ghostbusters 10 example is texas chainsaw massacre page uh this is a two for me yeah okay okay oh mainly because first of all the fact that it drinks you instead of eating you uh and secondly the shot with all of the dead passengers very alarming very scary okay Todd. I'm going to give it a three because it has a lot of cheap jump scares that did scare me. You know, like where you have like a big musical stinger and something jumps out or like the axe kill, that kind of stuff. Uh, and of course, like the the body horror, like the practical body horror is pretty good. Like that digestion scene was super gross uh, and really, yeah. really well done. But I, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I'm going to go with page two because I think the, the, the practical effects held up and then like yeah, the, the build up. Is really good. Then when you start seeing the tentacles, it all falls apart. But I, I was freaked out a little bit, so I'll give it a two. And that's our scary scale. Well, all right. Well, this week, you guys made us watch Deep Rising. What are you making us watch next week? It's listener request. Oh, that's right. It is listener request. And the listener request theme for this month is obviously terror from the deep. And the listeners on Patreon whittled it down to these four 
finalists for this month, and that was 47 Meters Down, The Meg, The Deep House, and The Shallows, and The Meg crushed it. It had 45% of the vote. So your homework for next week is to watch The Meg and then report back for that episode. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I'm looking one up. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast, and that's to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Josh Ode. Well, what does Josh Ode have to say? Love it. All right. June is the best. Sorry, Todd. Five stars. <laughs> okay. I wanted, like, What was the theme in June? Do you remember? I, wasn't that a redneck horror? It was redneck horror, yeah. Oh, yeah. Disagree. Or horror, what did we Southern, call it? Southern Slayers. All right. Well, disagree. But, well, thank you so much for the awesome five-star review, Josh Ode. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. I also do... I've did, done this before on other episodes, but I wanted to call out someone who wrote a comment on uh, our Jaws the Revenge episode on Spotify. <laughs> Uh, and it was Z Star. She said, I love Mikey, man, and Todd and Paige, but Mikey's so cool. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> Mikey, you can't tell, but he's like blushing so hard right now. He's like so red. <laughs> it's definitely not because he has a sunburn. But Z Star, thank you so much for leaving a comment. And guys, leave comments under the episodes on Spotify. It's fun. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at mrandolph24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm -hmm, than the regular mm -hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable, that's fine, but if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horrorvirgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box, so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been, like, driving her crazy. So how has Tia's teenager been driving her crazy this week? She's got, like, infinity bullets, but never hits anything. <laughs> she has the aim of a stormtrooper and infinity bullets, mm -hmm. so she is just the most noisy noisemaker that ever made noise. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan normally has me make you guys watch some videos, but he has not sent me one this week, so... 
Jonathan, I will just say thank you so much for the support and I will look out for your next video. But that means we have come to the all important part of the episode where we delve back into the fairy tale world of uh, the, the Patreonicals. All right, welcome back. I love how serious it gets. Very serious. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, get that frog out of there. Let's do this. Yeah. Like they did last time when they kissed a frog. Oh my That's God. Right. I remember they that. They did kiss a frog last uh -huh, episode. Okay. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> this time they go to the fairy land beach together. Okay. All of them. Uh huh. So they all go to beach together? They're going to beach together. Nice. They beach. Okay. And they're all together. And, and Vixen Avery. The maiden in distress is like, oh, help me. And then they hear some singing, and Isaac the Black Knight runs towards them into the water, but his stuff is weighing him down, and so he doesn't make it. He comes back out, and Kate hovers over there with her flight telekinesis ability, and they see sirens singing their siren-y songs. What, uh, what does that song sound like? Do you guys know? Yeah. Can you tell us? Give us a little preview. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So it sounds like a UK ambulance. <laughs> it's a siren. Yeah. I mean, that is what it. it sounds like. Yeah. I, I mean, I did set up that joke, but I was honestly surprised when you knocked it down. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, Karun, and, <laughs> Karun and Natasha and their 18 beautiful children play at the beach, wow. make a sand castle. They're aliens, so they are immune to harugas. Harugas? Aruga. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it. Glinda the Good Witch uh, does her like thing and puts bubbles on people's ears so they don't hear it. Okay. Wes, the Prince Charming handsome dude, uh, just starts lifting weights on the beach and like really getting all glistening and sweaty. Hell yeah. It's very Ryan Gosling of him. <laughs> <laughs> Dreskel in his Iron Man suit uh, shoots his lasers at the sirens and kills them. Allie the mermaid gets in the water and is like doing mermaid stuff and like meets other mermaids down there because that's a mythical creature. And so like yeah. they like come and greet her or whatever. Bo Easy the Florida man somehow found a sea dew and jumped off a boat blowing up. <laughs> as you know. You know, because he's got to do it like Papa Treat did it. <laughs> Jerry, Jeremy with the laser eyes gets in the water and rusts his cybernetic toe. And thus starts my favorite side plot again, where his toe is in danger for the rest of the time here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Queen Libby has everyone lift her up and put her underneath uh, silk and all this other stuff so she doesn't get sun because th that's what, uh, you know, they do. Yeah. For queens. She's delicate. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sunsy the Tin Man, which now has Sexcalibur, and was like, why didn't I get to slay the sirens? And uh, James Avery the Knight is like, <sighs> reaches in the Jace pack all pissed off, and he gets <laughs> the pack ironically gives him sand, even though they're on a beach, and he throws it at Sunsy's eyes, <laughs> which makes him cry. <laughs> <laughs> and makes Madeline the Jester do more cartwheels and laugh at the Sunsy. I love that Madeline's mode of transportation as a Jester <laughs> is the cartwheel. It's cartwheels. It's just cartwheels. Just how they get around. <laughs> and they <laughs> and um, River Moon, the Bad Witch, she points her uh, wand <laughs> at Jeremy and gets his toe extra rusty. And oh, that's this no. week's Patreonicals. Everyone is out for his toe. I know. Domestic violence. I know. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to find out what happens with his toe on another episode of uh, The, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. 
Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Treat yourself, nerds. Nice.